The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. You know that old saying, a hot time in the old town today? Well, guess what? You think it's going to be hot today? Did you see what it's going to be during the week? We may hit 100. (laughs) Well, it's the middle of July. What do you expect? But we're here at the shore, and that's a good thing. Good to have you with us as always. It's Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5, also on 1450 AM. And remember, you can always listen online at WPGTalkRadio.com. WPGTalkRadio.com is our website. And as always, a lot to talk about here on the show today. We are pleased to have with us as our guest for the first time on our show, and it's actually her first time as uh, an assemblywoman, Claire Swift is going to be on the show. She's uh, representing Atlantic County, of course, in the state legislature. And uh, she'll be on the show at 10 o'clock, and we'll be talking to her about some of the issues that are happening today in New Jersey and in Atlantic County. So we'll be doing that at 10 o'clock. And in between, before and after, we have plenty to talk about here on the program. I wanted to mention, I'm sure you heard it on the financial show we just did, but I'm sure you heard it because it was all over the news, 9.1% inflation. As we always say here on the show, thank you, Joe Biden. Did you notice that he called the Saudi Arabian prince a pariah? Can you imagine if that was Trump that did that? All over the news. Oh, how could he do that insulting? Biden just calls him a pariah. Nobody says anything. And he goes over there and he fist bumps the guy. I mean, uh, go figure. And also 11.3% inflation on the wholesale side. Does this mean a recession is impending? Well, who knows? We'll talk about this. We'll kind of intersperse that between some of the other things we're going to be talking about today here on the show. I wanted to start by talking about something that we brought up last week, and that was regarding the shootings and the mass shootings and the gun laws. And I made a, a comment, and many of you agreed with me, that these are not gun law issues, but mental health and parental issues. And I was not in any way putting down the fact that we have gun laws, because as you know, in New Jersey, we have the strictest, probably the strictest gun laws in the country. But I received an email, and uh, I call Frank our official post-game show analysis. (laughs) You know how they have the game, and then you have a half hour or an hour of, well, they did this, they did that. And, and and Frank always kind of comments on everything we talked about, which which I appreciate that. And he does he does a good job, but his point was that he he was thinking maybe I was against gun laws, and that really wasn't the point. The point was that all the gun laws in the world is not going to prevent mass shootings, especially in the absence of parents and or parental supervision, as well as situations, a a lot of it wrapped around the parents, that create these mental health problems and the anger among a lot of young people today, and particularly young people of color. And not to put them down and not to... Listen, don't don't call up and say, 
the guy's a racist. He's talking about people of color. No. So my point to bringing this up is a lot of times people try to connect the dots and say, well, if you said that, then you mean that. No, no. What I meant and what I said was all the gun laws in the world is not going to stop a mass shooting when a person has no parental supervision. And, and we know about the story of that, that last uh, crazy person that the father signed for him to get a gun. And he threatened to kill everybody. And it, I mean, why would you even think about that? So that's what we were talking about, which which led me to, you know, and, and if you know of any shootings in New Jersey, mass shootings, I don't know of any. But if you do, please feel free to call into the show and let me know. But I wanted to illustrate the point that we made last week about parents and parental supervision. I don't know if you heard about this. A couple of weeks ago in Philadelphia, well, this could be any major city, but this is what happened. A 73-year-old man was attacked for no apparent reason and was killed. And they beat him up with one of those cones. You know, that when they, when they try to block off streets and they put those cones out there, they took a cone and they, they beat him up with that. And the guy died, 73 years old. No reason. They just wanted to do it. So this week, they arrested two people, 114 and 110. I believe the 10-year-old is a boy and the 14-year-old is a girl. 14 and 10. Now, the 14-year-old is going to be tried as an adult, which is how the law is structured. Then, and this all happened this week, and we had talked about parents and parental supervision. This week, right here in our backyard, and it was on our website, WPGTalkRadio.com, a 13-year-old was arrested after a shootout with police. Now, thanks to the great work of the AC Police Department, and, and believe me, those guys, those guys are sharp. They know what they're doing. There was no tragedies. But there was a shootout with a 13-year-old, and of course he was arrested. So what did we talk about last week? We talked about parents, parental supervision. Please tell me, what the hell is a 13-year-old and a 10-year-old and a 14-year-old doing roaming the streets? I'm sure we're all in this audience, we're all about the same age. And we all most likely grew up in a two-parent household. And let me tell you something. My father ruled the roost. If I had been out, first of all, at 10 years old, 10 years old, if I had been out on the streets at 10, not only would my mother and father come after me, but they would have sent the police. And the punishment, I don't even want to think about what the punishment would have been. So my question is, how does this happen? What is a 13-year-old doing shooting the police in Atlantic City? Which brings me to the point, and I know Seth is going to expound on this, and Seth's going to be joining us in a few minutes. I thought it would be worth bringing this up in light of the NAACP convention that is happening right now in Atlantic City, and I believe it's continuing through Wednesday. And we love conventions. We love them in our town. We love the fact that they're bringing a lot of money in. And 
I just wanted to say, with the NAACP convention in town, an issue I don't see them talking about. And Seth and I really never discuss what we're going to talk about here on the show, but many times we agree on things. And I'm going to take a little different spin on this. Why doesn't the NAACP, because they're the leaders, why don't we talk about or why don't they talk about African-Americans on the positive side? All we hear is racism, racism. You know, I did this happened because I'm black. All you hear is you don't know what we've been through. I guess we don't know what you've been through, but you haven't been through it. You you haven't been, there hasn't been slaves for 150 years. Oh, well, there's been racism, as you know. Okay, we know that happened, and we know there was injustices. All of that we know, but not now. And as long as you profess that philosophy of you don't know what we've been through, as long as you really accentuate the negative how is that going to help you in the future? It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy when you say, well, you know, I just been, I just been, it, 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 it's their fault. When you say it's their fault or this is what happens to us and this is why we don't get ahead. Excuse me. Let's look around here locally. We have an African-American mayor. We have several African-American council people. We have an an African-American superintendent of schools in Atlantic City. And there are many, many others. And my question that I would like the NAACP, which they probably won't, I want them to ask this question. How did Marty Small get there? How did Kaleem Shabazz get there? How did Laquetta Small get there? How did they get there? Did it have anything to do with the fact that they're black? No, it had to do with, gee... They worked hard. They got an education. They did the right things. But they don't say that. The NAACP doesn't say that. They don't say, look at what we've accomplished. How many African-American mayors are there in the United States? There's probably hundreds. Small towns, middle-sized towns, big towns. So I just I just don't understand. And, and the message, and Seth's going to talk about this. And Seth did an excellent email about the NAACP and the issues that they say are important. And I'll let him discuss that. But what I think they have to do is talk about the accomplishments. There was an old song years ago, accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative. And that's what they have to do. And if they don't continue some kind of a path that way, well, we're going to be talking about this forever. Oh, you know, there's there's racism everywhere. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you could say there's germs everywhere because probably there is, but that doesn't mean we're 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 going to get sick. It's it's just something that really 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 bothers me. 609-407-1450. It is Talk with a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey, the one and only, ladies and gentlemen, Seth Grossman, who is not adjusting 
to the three-hour time difference on the West Coast. Seth, don't feel bad. I never adjust to that either. So I know you're up early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's worth it. I'm in Tacoma, Washington, uh, where I had to put a sweater on yesterday because it's been about 50, 55 degrees, um, you know, nice and sunny and warm, but very pleasant uh, here at a family reunion. Um, but uh, I did post something on uh, about the NAACP convention, why I was uh, you know, waiting in the airport and why I was on a plane. And it actually got published in a national blog called American Thinker. But you could get it on the website, libertyandprosperity.com, uh, about how the NAACP lets down black Americans by focusing on these fake issues and ignoring the real issues uh, affecting the black community. Um, the, the press release for the opening of the NAACP convention said that there are four uh, pressing issues facing the black community. Uh, number one, voter suppression. Number two, student debt. Number three, police brutality. Four, reproductive rights. And they also threw in the fifth one, which was climate change, that blacks are suffering more from climate change than any other race. And all these uh, issues, they're fake issues. They're, they're ridiculous. Um, you know, black Americans vote in higher numbers than almost any racial or ethnic group uh, in almost every election in America. And that's why your Marty Smalls get elected. That's how your Kaleem Shabazz get elected. Yeah, because they systematically harvest the votes. It's part of uh, the culture, the political culture. So while, um, you know, people, political people and other uh, races and groups are going out saying, you know, vote for me because of this. Um, you know, black uh, political organizations are just, uh, you know, you look at the Callaways, just how skillful they are in uh, getting the highest vote turnout anyway. So how can you blame the failure of black communities on, quote, voter suppression? Uh, it's just not there. Uh, the, the other idea, student debt. Most student debt is incurred by white students uh, getting master's and doctorate degrees has nothing to do with the black community. And besides, student debt is a secondary issue. You have student debt because of the obscenely high and unsustainable college tuitions and fees. Uh, you know, just look at the, even a state school like uh, Stockton. And, and then you have police brutality. Is that the cause of violence and anger in the black communities? Does police brutality explain why a 14-year-old and a 10-year-old would beat uh, a random 73-year-old man to death with a traffic cone? Does it explain why a 13-year-old kid would be on the streets of Atlantic City uh, in broad daylight on Atlantic Avenue shooting at people? Uh, no, that's not caused by police brutality. The police have to deal with this, um, you know, because uh, of this, this culture among angry black young men. Um, and Thomas Sowell described that in a, in a book in 2005 called Black Rednecks and White Liberals. Uh, and finally, with, with reproductive rights, um, you know, that's not an issue. Uh, for, since 1973, roughly one-third of all black pregnancies uh, end in an abortion. So how is, you know, how is that benefiting the black community? But, but meanwhile, while the NWCP is talking about that, here's what they ignore. Uh, more than 64% of all black children in America are raised in one-parent families. That's three times higher than the percentage for 
uh, of one-parent households for any other racial, ethnic, or national group in the world. So there's something wrong there, but yet it's not even mentioned as, a, as, as an issue uh, by this NAACP national convention. Uh, number two, roughly 10,000 black Americans are murdered or otherwise deliberately killed each year, almost entirely by other black Americans. I believe the last statistic was uh, 2020. I think it was 9,674 black American victims of homicide. Um, but that doesn't get mentioned. You know, only the George Floyd, only the, um, you know, the, the occasional one or two uh, a year that you have, but, but the 10,000 a year are completely ignored. And the only reason that you have issues with police is police are called in to deal with that. So, uh, so it's not police brutality, but they ignore that issue. Uh, that, a third issue, um, 84% of black students uh, finishing high school lack proficiency in mathematics. 85% are functionally illiterate. I mean, that is uh, completely the reverse of uh, in, in 1913, the heart of the Jim Crow era, 70% of black Americans were literate. So, so, I mean, it's just uh, disgraceful. But to go to the point that you talked about, about the, uh, you know, accentuate the positive. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard that book, Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. But almost any psychologist, almost any uh, self-improvement expert will tell you that if you look at successful people, they're what they call proactive. They focus on the things they can control such as their attitude, their education, uh, skills to learn, enthusiasm, good work habits, showing up on time, staying late when necessary to finish a job, useful hobbies that perfect skills. Uh, successful people do that. However, people who fail uh, tend to be what they call reactive. They blame others for their situation. Uh, and you have to ask yourself, uh, are the NAACP white liberals and black Democrats promoting a reactive culture of failure in the black community uh, so that whenever uh, someone who is black doesn't get what they want or they don't get the job or they don't get the raise or they don't get the lifestyle, instead of saying, well, maybe I should uh, you know, get married before I have kids. Maybe I should finish high school before I get kids. Maybe I should study here. Maybe I should take a lower paying job to pick up some skills. The things that uh, people do in every other ethnic group, but, but what the NAACP and white liberals and uh, you know, black leaders are saying, oh, oh yeah, you're, you're, you're failing because, um, uh, because it's somebody else's fault. And, and it's, it's amazing. There was actually, uh, if you look at the, uh, you know, the, the online news from Microsoft, the, the, the latest thing is that there's rate that, that, uh, more black Americans are being killed uh, as pedestrians in, you know, in auto accidents. And that, that's proof of racism uh, for, for, for drivers in America. You know, no, it's because you know, some people are, are walking, you know, uh, wearing you know, dark clothing at night in the road and, and, and not looking where they're going. But, but instead of saying, what could I do to keep myself from getting killed while walking on a road... It's, it's racism. They're out to get me. And it's a very, very destructive attitude. And you're right. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, uh, I'm listening to you, and, and you, you did an excellent article about a lot of these issues. 
Uh, but I- I'm wondering, do you think the NAACP will ever get it? I mean, they're supposed to be uplifting. And, and what you said and what I said doesn't appear to be what they're doing. It seems like they're really putting them putting African-Americans down. They're, they're retarding their development. That's what I'm thinking. What, what's your thoughts? Right. And I actually explain that. And this is nothing new. There was a guy, and, and by the way, in college, they used to teach stuff like this. A guy called Robert Mitchells wrote a book uh, called uh, uh, you know, Political Parties. Uh, and he talked about the iron law of oligarchy. And he talked about whenever you have large organizations, sooner or later, the people running those organizations are more interested in advancing their own careers than in doing what's good for their members. And it's not just the NAACP. So you see that most NAACP leaders, like Kaleem Shabazz, what does he do for a living? Has he ever had a job in his life that did not depend on getting a government job, government contract, a corporate grant, a government grant, uh, some set aside, something that you get by winning elections, that you get by being political? No. So you have the leadership of the end, uh, right? Uh, uh, and 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 that and and people would laugh about that back in the 1980s when he was coming out. You know, what what's your professional job? <laughs> so, so he, he didn't have one other than doing that. And most of the leaders are the same way. So their self interest to become important is to make sure that Democrats win elections, which is why the NAAC is pushing these issues that have nothing to do with helping Black Americans. But they have everything to do with helping uh, Democrats win the midterms. Uh, so you ask yourself, why is the NAACP doing that? It's, again, it's because the leaders pursuing their personal agendas and not 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 what's good for the members. And, and it's again, it's not just black organizations. Uh, the uh, Jewish organizations like the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, uh, HIAS, the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society, those Jewish organizations time after time promote programs that hurt Jews, that get Jews killed in America and Israel. So why are the leaders doing that? Because it advances their careers to advance the Democratic Party to get the prestige they want. And that explains why why most labor unions uh, promote open borders and legal and illegal immigration, even though it drives down uh, wages and raises taxes and living expenses. The unions act against their interest of their members because, uh, again, the, the union leaders get more prestige uh, and, and more more money by it by getting Democrats elected because you know that's where the power is, that's where the government money is. So uh, uh, this year's NAACP convention, uh, you know, who who gave most of the money to to fund this convention? Uh, well, first of all, I think uh, Phil Murphy gave what about six million, uh, several million dollars, yes. I believe, yes, he to fund did. the convention of yes. state money. Yes. But if you look at the uh, NAACP website of who funded the convention, uh, they thank their friends at at Ford, J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, Airbnb, AT and T, McDonald's, Culinary Institute of America, UPS, Coca Cola, Honda, Prudential, the biggest corporations of America are funding the NAACP to act against the interests of America and most um, black Americans uh, because they're saying, oh, we're doing this to, to make up for past injustice, but they're actually making things worse. Right. And, um, and I'm very happy that, uh, that a national publication um, reprinted 
my thoughts on this. And But you could get it at libertyandprosperity.com on the website. And, of course, I'm sure even though I'm in Tacoma, Washington, <laughs> the rest of the group will be discussing that at Sal's uh, you know, coal-fired pizza in <clears throat> Summers Point, uh, Groveland Avenue and New Road. What else is on the agenda today for Liberty and Prosperity? Well, well, well one thing I thought was uh, it, it was it was almost laughable that Orsted, the company promoting the billions of dollars of offshore wind turbines, uh, together with Stockton College, they had a project with a press headline of of uh, young people making model wind turbines. And it showed about like, 20, 25 kids on the beach with, with these elaborate uh, you know, model wind turbines, but they weren't model wind turbines. They were pinwheel toys that a five-year-old would use. Uh, you know, and they're just playing with this, these pinwheels. And uh, if, if, if they were real uh, models, if you, you, would, you would do a real science fair experiment like we used to have in the 1950s and 60s where you not only have a wind turbine, but you hook it up to a battery or you hook it up to some practical application or you hook it up to a meter to measure what's coming out. If they did that, even a 10-year-old would figure out how useless these wind turbines are uh, and what a scam the whole thing is. But again, the Press of Atlantic City has this front page article of these kids playing with pinwheel toys as if they're actually learning something. Uh, and, and it's funny. So they're the ones who say follow the science, but it's not the science. It, it's almost like a cult. So uh, I'm sure there'll be some discussion about that this morning at libertyandprosperity.com. All right, Seth, as always, good stuff. Thanks for calling in from uh, f- far away. And uh, hopefully you can go back to sleep. <laughs> I'm going to take a nap right, right. now. Thank exactly. you very much. Have All a right. great weekend. You too. Seth Grossman, libertyandprosperity.com. The meeting starts in about a minute, 9.30 this morning, Sal's Coal Fire Pizza on New Road in Summers Point. Talk with the Purpose is the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey. After the break, Matt, Bob, and John in that order. And maybe you at 609-407-1450. More Talk with the Purpose after these words. We are in a mental health crisis. Drug overdoses, suicides, and alcohol-related deaths are skyrocketing. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, call Recovery Centers of America right now at 1-888-RECOVERY, and our team will answer immediately, talk to you about your struggles, and figure out the best course of treatment to get you better. Because we want you in recovery for life. While in treatment at one of our outstanding facilities located near you, you will benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, master's-level clinicians, and experienced, supportive staff. If outpatient treatment is right for you, our full spectrum of care is available either in person or virtually. And because we know that addiction impacts families as well, we offer support groups, family therapy, and webinars. Every day, thousands of patients get treated at Recovery Centers of America and go on to live happy and meaningful lives. Don't wait. We answer the phone and admit patients 24-7, including on weekends and holidays. So call 1-888-RECOVERY today. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. The Bernie Friedenberg World War II Memorial will be unveiled in Atlantic City sometime in the near future. The memorial will be located in O'Donnell Park in Atlantic City, in close proximity to both the World War I Memorial and Stockton University. Bernie Friedenberg, a Silver Star recipient for his heroism on Omaha Beach on D-Day, will be honored with this memorial. In fact, the memorial will be unveiled on D-Day, June 6, 2023. Donations for this worthwhile cause are now being accepted. 
For more information or to donate, contact Bernie Friedenberg World War II Memorial, P.O. Box 652, Brigantine, New Jersey, 08203. Or you can donate online at BernieFriedenbergWorldWar2Memorial.com. And we're back here on Talk with a Purpose. As always, our number in the studio, 609-407-1450. Let's bring on our leadoff hitter and also birthday wishes. Matt and AC. Matt, happy birthday. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Uh, I think Christmas understood me. My birthday's on Christmas Day. I oh, said oh, okay. <laughs> but well, uh, at any rate, uh, we won't said, we won't be here. Okay, so happy birthday, Christmas Day. We won't be here that day. So, <laughs> well, he said Seth wasn't coming on, so get ready. And then I said uh, okay, and then he came back on and said Seth's coming back on, and I said oh, Merry Christmas. Okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway. Go ahead. A little humor, a little more humor for you. I posed this question to Harry Hurley, okay, on his show, and I want to. I'm very curious to hear your answer to it. Now, wait, you got to let me give you the both options that that you have to decide on, or you can just decide both. Okay. What What more is Joe Biden like? Uh, Will Farrell and Anchorman. When he just reads whatever's on the teleprompter, like point blank, like whatever. Remember, Will Farrell did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. He he actually said he was reading the teleprompter and he he made a statement and it said, like in a different font, repeat the line, and he read repeat the line. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he shot out, man. Or wait, here's your second one. I'm a big fan of Seinfeld. I don't know if you are, but is I've, he the I've, late, great... Go ahead. I've watched it, yeah. Okay, go ahead. The late, great Lloyd Bridges that played Izzy Mandelbaum on that one Seinfeld episode. Yeah. He, he was like he was like an angry old man, and he hurt himself. He was in the hospital, and Jerry went to see him. You think you're better than me, Seinfeld? That's Joe Biden, too. He, you see what he did the other day when the, when the one reporter, I think it was, it was Peter Ducey, when I said, what do you think about 60% of Democrats don't want to see you run again? He goes, let me tell you something, Jack. You know, I think he's both. I, I don't know. What, what say you? I'm going to say uh, I think more like Will Farrell. Because yeah, uh, just that thing about you just mentioned about the teleprompter. I saw that, and I was like, "Oh my god, yep. I, I can't believe it!" So I, I would say he's more like Will Farrell in Anchorman. Yeah. So what what was Harry's um, answer? He said both. Oh, okay. He's well, like both. Well, listen, either one is not very good. So you <laughs> got that right. I mean, and and did you hear he's already saying, "Oh, he's going to run again." I mean, first yeah, of all, right. first of all, first of all, the Democrats. I don't think if they had half a brain, they won't let him run. And secondly, uh, how could he run? He's going to be eighty-two, and and if he were to run and win, God forbid that. Uh, he would be eighty six oh, when he when he left off. Uh, so he, I mean, he can't do it now. I mean, what's the country going to be I like with, with him in there? So forget it. Just he's he's not. He says he's running again, but you, you know they're not going to let him run. But uh, yeah, I I, I say he's more uh, like we, Will Farrell. You know, 
Listen, if we got to prompt our our president and the leader of the free world what to say, we got we got you're, serious. You're problems. absolutely right, Matt. You're absolutely right. I mean, he is just. And can you imagine if Trump called somebody a pariah? Could you imagine that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, well. it was like they just they just well, oh okay well you know whatever he does you know they 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 really don't criticize and Matt always a pleasure thank you for the call they don't criticize him at all oh boy could you see that four more years of Joe Biden what would we be <laughs> oh talk with the purpose is the show Saturdays nine till noon WPG Talk Radio. 95.5, and I'm John DeMassey. Good to have you with us, as always. Don't forget Claire Swift, Atlantic County Assemblywoman, coming up at 10 this morning here on our show. First time on our program, and, of course, the first time being in office. So we're looking forward to that. After the break, we've got Bob and John, and um, a rare moment here where we got a couple of open lines at 609-407-1450. Coming back with more Talk With a Purpose in just a moment. But first... You know, it's that time of year, and you say, well, it's July, John. Well, yeah, this is the time of year when the best of the press is taking nominations for best of the press. And as you may expect, B.F. Mazio is, we'd like you to help nominate them for best gift baskets and best produce store. And that's what they won for last year. And they've won best gift baskets seven years in a row. So we're going for eight. That's a record. So what you do is you go to pressofac.com and you find out where, where you nominate them and you just nominate them. Very simple. B.F. Mazio, of course, 601 New Road in Northfield. The finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. And I tell you, I have talked about this for, for many, many times. And I've, I've done it again where I purchase something at the local supermarket, fruit and produce, and then I get it at B.F. Mazio. And what actually happened was I, I love B.F. Mazio, their Bing cherries. I mean, that's one of my favorite fruits, especially in the summertime. Well, you know, the, the, the supermarkets, they have these deals. You know, you can buy three pounds for $6 and all of that. And I ended up doing that one day. I said, let me just do this to test it. And I did, and I ended up throwing half of them away because half of them were not good, and the other half were not sweet. So now I'm just off that. And I've said that before. You, you know, you can, you can buy these things elsewhere, not as good. And I've done my own personal. Listen, I'm not a, a, a surveyor. I'm not a scientist. But I can tell you what I like, and that's what I like. And, and you do the same. You test it for yourself if you want. B.F. Mazio, 601 New Road, Northfield. The finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. Yeah, it's better. Okay. I'm going to tell it like it is. 601 New Road, Northfield. Online at bfmazio.com. That's bfmazio.com. And with the summertime and, and the, you know, the fact that next week it's going to be 100 degrees, you think you're going to turn the oven on to cook? Well, all you do is you go to BF Mazio, get some prepared foods. There's plenty of them, and you just heat them up in the microwave, and you've got your meal. You've got a couple of meals. It's that simple. BF Mazio. It's fresh fruit and produce. It's baked goods. It's prepared foods. It's all of the above. 601 New Road, Northfield, online at bfmazio.com. Back with more Talk with a Purpose after these words. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called 
the heart of your money. Inspiration for financial wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And you can listen to Joe Yakovich on Saturdays here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. This afternoon, clouds and sunshine. It will be humid, high 84. Tonight, increasing clouds with a thunder shower. Humid once again, low 69. Sunday will be humid with sun and clouds. A shower can't be ruled out. High 84. Clouds and sun Monday, high 87. I'm AccuWeather's Chris Morelli on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Back here on Talk of the Purpose. Don't forget, if you want to email me during the week, J-D-A-D-V, as in Victor, the number one, at Comcast.net. J-D-A-D-V-1 at Comcast.net. That is the email address. And, of course, you can always like us on Facebook at Talk with a Purpose. At Talk with a Purpose is our Facebook address. And that's our show, Talk with a Purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG. Talk Radio 95.5. Let's talk to Bob and Kate May. Bob, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Hey, good morning, John. Look, so since the 1960s, Lyndon Johnson instituted the war on poverty. Trillions have been spent on primarily on, on inner city minority neighborhoods and mostly black neighborhoods here. Yes. With the net result that poverty has not decreased at all. Crime has probably increased a great deal. Illegitimacy rates have skyrocketed, and that's what I'm going to get to. The, the, the real cause that is never talked about, that is never drilled home, even by, by most, but not all, some honest politicians will tell the truth. The real problem here is the destruction of the black family, and, you know, it's happening with, with, with working class whites, too. Uh, the, the family unit is being destroyed, and then you have little children becoming monsters, like yes. you, you talked about earlier in your program. Yes. And I just want to contrast this, John, with the story of Clarence Thomas, a great, great man. He grew up in abject poverty in, in Georgia. At the age of 10, he was going nowhere. He was sent to live with his grandfather in Savannah, who was a very, very strong man, a very strong disciplinarian. He had his own oil delivery business. 
And Clarence Thomas was told as a a 10-year-old, the vacation's over. You're going to get to work. And the other thing that saved Clarence Thomas, and he credits this greatly, was he, he was educated in Savannah by very, very strict Irish Catholic nuns. And he still goes to visit these nuns, the ones who are still alive today. He visits them every summer. He's that grateful. So, you know, having a strong father in your life does wonders. Yeah. <laughs> it does wonders, okay? So, yeah. You know, that's that's the real issue here, and it, it's a tragedy that this is is being totally ignored by, by these dishonest politicians, both on primarily on the left, primarily by Democrats, but they're ignoring the real problem, and it's a tragedy. Well, you know yeah, why, John. Bob? You know, they, they want to get elected. So, you know, I'm going to get, I'm going to get elected. I'm not, I'm not going to worry about the real issues. Hey, I might not get elected because the goal is to get elected and to stay in power. That's yeah, that's that, really that's it. Exactly right, John. you know. So I mean, exactly it's, it's, right. you know, why why would why mess around with the truth when we can just keep doing what we're doing, kick the can down the road, and and get elected again, and again yeah, and again exactly. and again. I mean, look at Philadelphia. You and I have talked about this before. How can you have a Democratic mayor since 1952? The last Republican elected mayor in Philadelphia was 1948. So, which means from 52 on, and you and I are around about the same amount of years, how can you have for 70 years of Democratic control and look at the state of the city today? Look at it. It's a disgrace. Total disaster. So you'd think somebody would wake up and say, hello, wait a minute, maybe we should try something else. But it's just same thing over and over and over again. It's like a broken record. And Bob, is always a pleasure. Thanks for the call. Let's talk to John in Ocean City. John, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Wow, wow, wow. Enlightening conversation on a program that espouses President Trump. You know, an Archie Bunker bigot. You know, we're, we're just a bunch of unenlightened. Uh, yeah, we're, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Man. We're, we're all unenlightened. That's what it is. That's right. Yeah. We need to become, we need a wide aware, we need a wide, great awakening, a, a wide, great enlightening. And a, and a wide, great awareness of what's going on. Enlightened, right. aware, and awake. That's right. That's for sure. That's right. I was listening to this, I listened to this gal on the internet, and she so much said, there's something wrong with our foods. I, I, I can relate, so I listened to it. Now, this girl had said the, her her favorite dish growing up was tortillas, rice, and beans, but to prepare for our mama, she made it really nice for her and that. And she avoided fast foods because fast foods isn't good for you. And she's on the road with her boyfriend with an RV, but she was she, she uh, eats like that, you know. She's a Hispanic American gal, and she she eats like that. But anyway, she avoids fast food because it's a fast trip to the bathroom. But she had gone to a, she was really hungry. She didn't have food, so she pulled in to a fast food joint and got rice, beans, and tortillas. And after she ate it, about ten minutes later, she had raspberry dots growing her tongue, and also she got palpitations. Her heart started racing. She got stomach cramps, severe headaches. And her face turned red like a beet. So she was she got definitely ill from that food. He says it's not just that. It's also what you're buying in the bakery, what she's been buying in the bakeries and what she's been buying from the supermarkets. Now here's the thing. Now, when you get a trash can that's full and you get that smell, that peculiar garbagey smell, you take it out and it was still halfway full and it's got that garbagey smell. Well, how about that garbagey smells in your food? Now, 
But if you have tomatoes, of course, they get mushy, they get mushy, they get mold on them, they get that funny smell, so you throw them out. But I got grape tomatoes and cherry tomatoes that were firm, but they had that garbagey taste to them, man. And also, uh, bread, when it goes stale, it's got mold on it and that. It, I had, I, now, I, I eat falafel with my mom in the summertime. It's a, I'm not Middle Eastern, but it's a Middle Eastern dish. You eat it with, with a pita bread. If you don't have pita bread, you can use tortilla wraps. That's cool. I bought tortilla wraps. Man, nothing wrong with them. No mold. They were, they were not stiff. And they, taste, they had that garbagey taste. I threw it all out in the trash, man. But I'm saying... Uh, I was born in 1962, so we've been having droughts all the time I was alive. They've had famine problems all the time I was alive. But now we have this food crisis. Now, not here where we live so much, but there's parts of America that are suffering from food shortages. The supermarket shelves are empty. Walmart shelves are empty. And in some parts of America, that is going on. And they're worried about a, a major food crisis coming on the loom. Now, we don't have a major drought causing that, so we'll go ahead and blame Vladimir Putin. Well, Vladimir Putin is a part of the problem. He's not the whole of the problem over there. I don't trust the EU or NATO any more than I trust Vladimir Putin. But that's another story altogether. But what's going on is we are being attacked by a hidden hand. That's what I believe. Now, John Coleman, who rose the ranks of British intelligence, he says, if you don't believe that there's a shadow government, from behind the scenes in the West. And remember, the West is not a culture. The West is an institution. Japan is the West. You, especially in Britain and America, as I, am, I have to inform you, you are certainly naive, he said. He said, when he arose the ranks of British intelligence, and remember, you know, uh, um, what's his name? Winston Churchill, he was an imperialist. He was pro-Brit and all that, but he also spit in the eye of Adolf Hitler. You have to give him his due. He had, he had his faults, but he had his, he had his virtues, too. He sure did. He, 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 was, a, he, he was a great yeah. one, John. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I wanted no, to just comment, no, John, for a moment. You, you were talking about yeah. shortages. You know, uh, that's another yeah. shortage. Uh, thank you, Joe Biden. I mean, how many shortages have right. we had since Biden's been in office? And, John, always a pleasure. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. <laughs> another shortage. A food shortage. Oh, uh, you know, Biden will blame Russia for that. Well, you know, they, they took all our wheat, so we don't have food. Who, who knows? <sighs> Wayne is an AC. Wayne, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Good morning, John. How you doing, Wayne? All right, how you doing? Good. I just want to say racism is, is, is real. It's how you deal with it. It's a solution. Okay. When I first graduated from college in 1979 from Morgan State University, my first job was with not a Fortune 500 company in 79, but the Fortune 500 company, and that was United States Steel, U.S. Steel. Yeah. And my, my general foreman told me on the first day, he told me, he says, two things I don't like. He told me, he said, it was blacks and college graduates. So you were I, both, I, right? I was both. I had payday. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I looked at him as him like he was like I, I guess like he was crazy because he asked me he said why you he said what's wrong I said you don't like yourself oh I ain't black I said well Gil I can look at you see, see you're not that fortunate I said but surely you're a high school I'm a college graduate he said well I never finished high school so I looked at him I said you know what I said we're going to get to get, get along together fine because you don't like blacks and college college graduates. And I don't like white, uneducated racists. I said, we're going to get along fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just, he just turned. He, I said, but Gil, I have to ask you a question. I said, in the summertime, do you go to the beach? Yeah, yeah. He said, I, he said, I get a tan. I said, well, why do you want to become something you don't like? <laughs> Good point. 
Yeah, good point. You know, I said you, so you say you don't like blacks, but you're trying to get black. I don't understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, you yeah. obviously dealt with that very well, and uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's how you deal with it. Well, yeah, yeah, hey, John. I, yeah, I have one better for you. Okay. On my grandfather's, on, on my father's side, my granddad had a humongous sawmill in Culpeper, Culpeper, Virginia. The uh, Ku Klux Klan came and burned it down, oh. and my grandmother. My grandmother shot two of the classmen and killed them, right? Good. But one was the sheriff and the other was the deputy sheriff. So what kind of, what kind of justice was in Culpepper at that time? None. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Have a good day, John. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Wayne, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, unfortunately, those things happen. Uh, we hope that they don't happen anymore. That's, that's for sure. Talk with the purpose of the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey. A couple of minutes left of hour number one. You still have time to get in here at 609-407-1450. Claire Swift, Atlantic County Assemblywoman, coming in at 10 o'clock. And we'll be talking to her for the first time on our show. 609-407-1450. Final thoughts in hour number one after these words. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Hi, I'm Larry Styler. And I'm Sean Styler. In our ever-changing economy, we certainly understand the need for homeowners to watch their spending. But your home is not a place to cut corners. When you're in need of roofing, siding, or windows, place your trust in East Coast for our certified services and installations. Our GAF, Master Elite Contractor Status, provides assurance that you're dealing with a reputable company that can provide you quality roofing products and lifetime warranties. Our certainteed five-star contractor status ensures you'll get the professional siding job that you deserve. Faithfully serving South Jersey since 1979, we can offer you financing options that can help get your project started sooner. So call us now at 609-625-1900 or visit us at eastcoastroofing.com to schedule your free consultation today. If you'll call, we'll We'll show show up. up. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home. Do you know the meaning of the term RMD? It stands for Required Minimum Distribution. Joe Yankovic and the team at JML Financial Group are conducting a series of webinars called RMD. If you don't set this up properly, you could end up paying additional taxes and penalties. These webinars will take place on July 20th, July 26th, and Wednesday, August 3rd. Each webinar begins at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. To take part in this webinar, simply go to jmlfinancialgroup.com and click on the link to these webinars. If you'd like to save yourself the potential heartache of paying extra taxes and or penalties, this webinar is extremely important to your overall financial picture. 
Again, these webinars on RMD, Required Minimum Distribution, will be held on July 20th, July 26th, and again on August 3rd. To register, go to jmlfinancialgroup.com and click on the link to the webinars. And we're back here on Talk of the Purpose. We'll try to get these calls in before we go to the 10 o'clock hour and our guest, Claire Swift. Brigitte in Point Pleasant. Brigitte, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Good morning. How are you this wonderful, wonderful Saturday morning? Uh, I'm good. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You know, I, I uh, appreciate the, the platforms that, that, that uh, you guys offer us, uh, listeners, especially like-minded people. Um, I just want to uh, issue a disclaimer. <laughs> I'm not a taco. I'm Latina. I'm not Latinx. And my children are not taquito. Um, we have an administration that has a president that has been in the Senate for over 100 years. Yeah. Uh, his foundation, he's a racist. His wife is a racist. They continue to slip and say things. I don't care who wrote their speech. Yeah. Uh, people should know you should not refer to any race by the food that they eat, especially a community, a demographic as large as the Hispanic uh, uh, demographic that is so diversified. Um, Latins were so insulted by what Jill Biden said, I, when I heard it, yeah. my mouth dropped. I was, and I, I said, was laughing. It's amazing, Brigitte. I got to tell you, they get away with it. I was laughing because <laughs> even I know how to pronounce bodega. All right, and she yes. says she says yes. bodega, and I'm saying to myself, yep. I mean, she's an educated woman. That's a very common term. You know, and I have Hispanic friends who have told me, about, oh, I'm going down to the bodega. Well, we call it uh, the 7-Eleven or the Wawa or, or the, the grocery store, and they call it bodegas. But how did she not know? And she said bodega. <laughs> I, mean, I, I was laughing. I says, she's got a Ph.D. in what? You know? <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it, it was funny but sad, too, as well. It is. It is. And I just I just wanted to share that. And Latinx is a term that, by the way, Latinos are very offended by. Don't ever refer to Latinos as Latinx. You know, that 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 term came out. And for whatever reason, the Democrats think it's OK. Um, they continue to box everybody up by color, yep. by gender, by mm -hmm. race. That's right. And it is the most destructive, destructive um, aspect of, of, of their agenda. And I just wanted to share that, you know, well, Brigitte, I love listening to your show. Thank you. And, Appreciate it. Thanks for sharing that with us. And please send it to Dr. Jill how to pronounce bodega. All right. Real quick, Bill and EHT. Let's try to get you in before the top of the hour. Bill, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Good morning, John. Uh, how are you this morning? Good, Bill. How about you? Uh, I just had a quick comment, uh, uh, listening to you talking about uh, Biden running for re-election. And with hat in hand and a tissue box next to me, uh, I think it's time for someone out there to start the GoFundMe page for Dinesh D'Souza. Because I think 2,000 mules becomes 6,000 mules becomes 30,000 mules at yeah. some point. Yeah. And this is a sad thing, but uh, uh, he's going to make uh, a lot of movies. 
yeah, that's right. That's right. And his grandson will be making the movies. That's right. Long after he's gone. That's Maybe right. He'll be up to. 150,000 mules. Yeah, who knows? Uh, but it, uh, it's just hopefully uh, I'm wrong. That's yeah, well, uh, listen, he, he can't run again. How could they let him run again? I mean, he's going to be 82? And what's he running on? Huh? What? What's, what's I, track I, record? Oh, oh, boy. Huh? They pushed him. They pushed him out there. They knew what they had. They exactly they right. Accomplished, exactly. You know, and it's a sad, yeah. it's a sad force against it, the public. It really yeah. is. Bill, thank you. Thanks for the call. Thanks for your participation. Uh, our number two, Claire Swift, as I said, Atlantic County Assemblywoman. Uh, our number three, uh, want to talk about the prescription drug scandal. Remember that? Somebody's finally looks like they're going to go to jail. And also, will the AC supermarket ever happen? I say no. And we will ask Claire Swift about that as well. Talk with the purposes of the show, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey. Our number one is in the books. And you know what we say, our number two on the way. Don't go away. FM and 1450 AM WPTG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Our number two, Talk with a Purpose, every Saturday, 9 till noon. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Good to have you with us as always, and good to have with us for the first time on our show, Claire Swift. She is, and I have to get the proper term, Uh, Claire, do I call you assembly woman or assembly person? You know, we have to be politically correct these days. What what would I call you? Well, good morning, John, and thank you for having me on your show this morning. Um, People call me assembly woman. Okay. Uh, My kids call me... My kids call me assembly mom, but, you know, as long as they have the word mom in there, they're good. Okay. You know, today you got to be correct with what you say, so I just wanted to make sure. Uh, 609-407-1450 is our number here, and a rare opportunity for you to get to talk to uh, an assemblywoman who's here on our show. So if you have a question for Claire Swift, 609-407-1450, let's talk about uh, the uh, area, a, a bit of a controversy about the New Jersey budget. And I know you got some flack, you and your team, uh, Vince Palestina and Don Guardian, and Don was on the show a couple weeks ago. And uh, there was some flack about your group, you specifically, approving the budget and not standing up to Murphy. And talk about why you approved it and what was your reasoning behind your approval of that? Well, John, as you know, uh, Senator Palestina, Assemblyman Don Guardian, and I were the only Republicans that did uh, vote for the budget. And the 
The number one reason is because this budget did provide close to $55 million for Atlantic County. Um, you know, there's in the budget, it's not a perfect budget, John, and, and, you know, we understand that, but the fact that it brought property tax relief to the residents of Atlantic County, child care credit uh, to working parents, infrastructure, millions of dollars for infrastructure, money for the Atlantic City Air Base, and money for Stockton. Um, we figured that it, it the benefits outweighed the negatives, and that's why we voted for the budget. And, you know, sometimes you have to, you can't cut off your nose to spite your face. You have to do what's for the best interest of the residents of Atlantic County. And we felt that this was uh, beneficial to the residents of Atlantic County. And we need to, you know, work with the governor, you know, the governor, even though we don't agree with his policies, because there's a lot more work to be done here in Atlantic County, especially in Atlantic City. So, um, again, it's not a perfect budget but it does put money here in Atlantic County. And yeah, we did take some flack. And you know, sometimes it's what you do when you're, in, and when you're in office, but we have to do what's best for the residents of Atlantic County. And we actually got a lot of positive feedback from people. People were impressed that we were the only three Republicans that did vote for the budget. And uh, that's why they voted for us. And uh, so, that's why we're here. So you voted for it on its merit, not along party lines is what you're saying that, that that you you the three of you felt that it was on merit it had a lot of good things for atlantic county and so you know party line didn't really matter i, I think that's what i got yeah. out of that okay yeah we voted on its merit i mean when you when you're looking at millions of dollars for infrastructure and and john you know we we need oh. help with the roads highways and you know stockton um is a, is a great part of uh, Atlantic City and what it's doing. So, and some property tax relief. So, it, it's, it's on its merit, John. That's why we voted. Okay. For it. And, and I want to follow up with the, the, the property tax rebate. And I saw that there was also money for renters. And mm-hmm. we're hearing that rental income, I mean, rentals, rental rates are way up. I mean, you can't find a place to rent, uh, they're hard to come by in Atlantic County. Uh, but, the issue of property taxes, I don't have to tell you, you've been around here a long time. Everybody complains about property taxes in New Jersey. Is the rebate enough? And do you have anything on on the agenda where you may want to address lowering property taxes in general in the assembly? Well, the, the property tax rebate, what that does, it puts money in the, in the pockets of taxpayers on their you know, on their tax returns so they can get a rebate at the end of the year. Um, you know, low-income renters are getting approximately $400 as a rebate because, as you stated, rent rental properties are so high. I mean, I, I know people that are paying more in rent than they are in a mortgage. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, and, and that's because we really don't have a lot of housing, and that's not just Atlantic County. It's throughout the whole state. Um, you know, veterans, veterans can't get housing right now. So, you know, if we can help people in any which way, put just put money in their pocket. Is it enough? It's never enough, John. But at least we're trying to do things to put uh, money in the pockets of the residents of Atlantic County. And that leads into the child care uh, tax credit. Again, it is for lower income people, but it's, a, it's, a, it's the step in the right direction that we're basically telling people 
We want you to work. We want you to get some relief. If you have to pay for child care, you can get a deduction on your income tax, and that's the quickest way to put money in the pockets of of the residents of Atlantic County. Um, and again, that leads into the gas tax rebate. Um, I sponsored a bill where if you work and you pay for gas, I don't have to tell you the high Oof. price of gas right now, the high price of inflation, food, everything else. At the end of the year, you can get a deduction on your income tax or state income tax for the price of gas. So if we can get put money in people's pockets for property tax relief, child care credit, and gas, this is a step in the right direction to try to give people some relief and put money in their pocket directly. All right, 609-407-1450 is our number here. Assemblywoman Claire Swift, she represents Atlantic County in the New Jersey State Assembly, and she is on our show. And if you have a question for Assemblywoman Swift, 609-407-1450, 609-407-1450 is our number here. Uh, you just mentioned that bill, and it's Bill A-4472 about the gas tax rebate. Uh, how realistic is it that that, that bill is going to pass? So what's the kind of uh, scuttlebutt that you're getting in the Assembly? Well, right now, um, it, is, it, it, ha- it has not gone to committee. We're hoping it's going to come to committee in the fall. Um, it probably won't come out of my committee because I am on law and public safety. I am on labor committee. I'm also on human services. So it will probably come out of another committee. If it, if it passes uh, the committee, then it will go to the floor. And we're hoping that we can get this bill passed by the end of the year so that people can get um, some relief. And I believe that the, you know, all the assembly men and women in New Jersey, they it would be foolish for them not to vote for this because, you know, everybody's complaining about gas and food, um, you know, inflation. And also, you know, there's another uh, bill that passed um, before we, you know, in June for school supplies. Now, this is a school supply tax rebate. Um, I'm sorry, tax holiday. It's only from August 27th to September 5th. And as a mom, I have three kids. School supplies are very expensive. I mean, people are getting hit in every direction. But I do want to mention it on the show today. Sure. That there is a, there is a school supply tax holiday. So if you buy school supplies during that 10-day window, you don't have to pay um, taxes on that. So sales tax. And even school supplies, they're expensive. I mean, John, a box of crayons are about $4.00. When maybe a couple of years ago, it was 99 cents. So yeah. I wanted to put that out there, that parents can get some relief there. I mean, we're trying to find in every which way direction to give people a break. Because, you know, I talk to parents all the time. They're worried about the cost of food, school supplies, energy costs, gas. Um, and it's a big, it's a big, uh, it's a big issue. And uh, it's in the summer months when kids are off from school and, and they're spending a lot of money. So I just wanted to put that out there, John, and okay. give that information. We'll, we'll provide that as well. Thank you. For, uh, uh, what, what, you think it's over with your children? Where do you get grandchildren, Claire? <laughs> 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 it, it, it doesn't end, okay? 
Does it? I've got three, so guess what? I already know about the school supply thing, all right? <laughs> so. And I'm sure you spoil them. So they, oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. When the parents don't give it to them, guess who gets the, guess who gets the call? Me. <laughs> uh, uh, that's great. That's great, John. All right, 609-407-1450. Uh, we have a call for you, Claire. Rich Barely's on the line. Rich, good morning. You're on with Assemblywoman Claire Swift. Hello, Claire. How are you? John, how are you? How you doing, Rich? Good. I'm out here on the water behind Longport fishing, drifting, it, drifting up into uh, Claire's territory of Margate. <laughs> Okay. So, um, I, yeah, my, my question is, Claire, um, regarding, can you explain to John's audience about these DEP regulations that could severely affect uh, the developability uh, on the barrier islands and uh, what your team is doing? Because uh, I, I vaguely uh, heard from Vince that um, you have a plan of action and you've met with the DEP. Could you explain that? Because... I think that's a very important issue that we should be on top of and whatever support we can give you to uh, kind of get them to draw that back. Okay. Okay. Rich, uh, we're going to, we're going to hang up and listen to the call uh, to the answer. Uh, go ahead, Claire, a answer the question. Thanks for calling in Rich. And, and I know you're fully aware about, you know, real estate here, especially on the Island. It is in its early stages. Um, with negotiations, I know Senator Palestina met with several uh, represent representatives last week, the DEP um, and other officials. What, from what I understand, by 2030, um, if houses are built to code, they could be um, at risk for, you know, regulatory issues. We we are meeting with that organization sometime in September. We're going to have more information for you then. But we do understand that it's a concern, especially on the on the barrier islands, due to you know coastal flooding and things like that. One of the things that we that I would like to see happen, um, because when you live on an island and you live near water, we have to get more dredging. Um, Rich, you're probably on the back bay of Margate, Ocean City, even the lakes and streams. They are um, basically very difficult to navigate through. And you see it all the time. So we would like to see dredging happen, but we are going to work in conjunction with the DEP, CAFRA, and all the other uh, regulatory programs to see what we can do to make sure that the homeowners on the barrier islands and near local water are protected. And um, we'll have more information definitely by September. Okay. Calling in, Rich. All right, Rich. Thanks a lot for the call. Uh, we have another call, Claire. Uh, Carl in Stone Harbor. Carl, good morning. You're on with Assemblywoman Claire Swift. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. One suggestion and one uh, criticism. Uh, the suggestion, and I called John your show with uh, when Chitterelli was on, making the same suggestion. If I, I think the number one thing that you should do in the Assembly is pass a, a, a state law that no municipal worker, no state worker, no county worker is permitted to take a car or truck or vehicle home with them. And the, the absolute impact on this will be millions of dollars in sales tax because all of those vehicles, before the guy goes home, he fills it up at the city yard or the county yard. And you know that the cities and states don't pay sales tax on their gases. So if he drove his car to work 
he would fill it up and he would be paying sales tax, which would help the coffers. If he needed to buy new tires, he would have to go put new tires on his car and there'd be sales tax on the tires or oil changes. Everything right now, all the parts and labor and materials and the gas are all done at tax free as well as, and I'm, I don't even, I know there's an issue with this. I, it's anecdotal, but the issue is, is that, that these guys just don't take it to and from work. I know they use it for other things in Stone Harbor, which is a small little town. You know, it is, there's at least five people that take cars home with them or trucks home with them. I can only imagine what it is at the county or a bigger city issue. And instantly sales tax, you would get to generate more revenue and all that gas tax that they're not paying right now. My criticism is that when you talk about money in pockets for people right now, none of the things that you highlighted uh, do that. They do it at the end of the year in terms of taxes in your tax return on April 15th. So if I have a gas, uh, uh, if you pass that gas bill, which you may or may not pass in December, and on my, on my tax return, I'll, I'll be able to file. Every year I owe money to the state, and it's just going to reduce the amount of money that I owe. It doesn't help me today. It's not money in my pocket today. So I, whereas I don't think it's not a, a terrible idea, it just doesn't impact people today. And then the other thing is when you talk about property tax rebates, and I think you said that's at the end of the year, so you could correct me, but property tax rebates are just nothing more than the state over collecting and over taxing me and now giving me my own money back. It's the same thing when I, when I get a refund from the IRS, it's not like they're giving me money. It, they're just giving me my own money back. So, so the key to everything in government is for the government to get smaller and stop growing and stop passing laws about everything and making it more affordable affordable for people. That's the key. And that's when, then if everything, that's how you reduce taxes is by reducing your expenses. And you haven't mentioned, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to be overly critical, but you haven't mentioned anything that reduces expenses. And that's the key. All right, Carl. Thank anyway, you. Thank, thank, you, thank you for the call. Thanks for all that information, uh, Claire. Thanks. You want to? <laughs> that was plenty there. So you want to respond? I mean, you know, Carl. Everything that you said is fair, and and I'm hearing it all the time. Um, I know you're down in Cape May County, and uh, our legislative office is here up in Atlantic County, and we get those calls all the time. And you know, more affordable is what we keep hearing. Um, you know, I can't go backwards, John. Uh, what I can do is go forward and just right. try to pass legislation just to put money in the pockets of people, you know, as soon as possible. Uh, I think what, what Carl was referring to, and but this is pretty much standard procedure, uh, there was discussion of a gas tax holiday. And, and mm-hmm. that would he was talking about putting money in the pocket now. In other words, I don't know what the gas tax is in New Jersey. It's, it's probably very high. Is that possible? Is that possible for the Assembly and the Senate to maybe look at a bill like that where there's a gas tax holiday? John, we did look at that, and it's it's pretty complicated because you have to take one money from one fund to put into another fund. It, it's just too complicated, and it doesn't actually save money at the pumps. People were expecting that. So, I mean, this uh, tax rebate at the end of the year can actually put money directly into your pocket by way of income tax relief. And, you know, look, 
we're dealing with, um, you know, we're dealing with the highest inflation, the highest taxes, the highest cost of food right now. Um, I believe in some areas of New Jersey, you know, the price of gas is like $5 per gallon. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> New Jersey, the gas tax is 43 cents per gallon. Wow. And that's a lot. That is a lot. And, you know, it, it, it's just, it's unconscionable. I mean, you know, I, I'm not an economist, but I've done a lot of research. And I, I think back to 1980 when Ronald Reagan came into office. It, it's like push play, highest price of gas, highest price of inflation, um, or, you know, um, mortgage rates were through the roof. And, you know, when he came into office, he, he you know, you didn't know which way to turn. And he turned to economists and said, what is the best way to save people's money, lower debt? And it, basically what they did is they, the income tax um, and write-offs for people was the quickest way to get money in the pockets of people. And then things slowly started to unravel and the economy came back. So we're dealing with an issue that happened just, you know, not just 42 years ago. Yeah. And I feel like that's where we're at today, John. I mean, Would, wouldn't it be nice I if we could... I wouldn't, wouldn't it be I nice if a could, little bit older than me, but you probably remember. Yeah, I do remember. Wouldn't it be nice if we could bring Ronald Reagan back? Ah, <laughs> uh, he was. He was uh, absolutely, uh, Claire. We have to do something here in radio called pay the bills. So we're going to take a break, and uh, we hope you can stick around for a little bit longer here on the show. Claire Swift, Assemblywoman representing Atlantic County, she is here on our show, and we do have some open lines if you want to ask Assemblywoman Swift a question about what's uh, coming up, 609-407-1450. That is our number here, 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey, back with more with Assemblywoman Claire Swift in just a moment. But first, no controversy here. It is the Golden Opportunity Sales Event at Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road in EHT. I say there's no controversy because uh, last week, uh, my niece said to me, can my husband drive your car? I mean, what are you going to say, right? <laughs> no comment there. I said, sure, he can drive it. And he's driving. He says, I can't believe how this car rides. I mean, it is, it's unbelievable. And here's a person who has driven Brand X for most of his life and uh, is being converted into loving Lexus. And you will as well. And now's the time because the Golden Opportunity sales event is exactly what it says. It's a golden opportunity for you to save money and get the best deal you possibly can the entire year because you know the drill. Here we are in the middle of July, and, you know, the new models are coming out shortly. So what they want to do is they want to really push out some of the inventory that they have, and they do have inventory. And if you go by their lot and you say, well, I don't see too many cars, don't worry about it. They're part of a network of dealerships, and they can get a car for you uh, fairly quickly. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road in EHT. Check out their web, aclexus.com. aclexus.com is their website, and you'll see some of the new and pre-owned models that are available right now at Lexus of Atlantic City. You want to go pre-owned? That's another good way to go because, uh, listen, they hold their value. You'll be pleasantly surprised. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road, EHT. Again, online at aclexus.com, aclexus.com. Back with more with Assemblywoman Claire Swift after these words.
I'm Seth Grossman for LibertyAndProsperity.com. Black political leaders from all over America are in Atlantic City for the NAACP convention. There's much they can learn here. For years, Atlantic City was called the new promised land for black Americans. There, the children and grandchildren of newly freed slaves from the South lived the same American dream as Jewish, Irish, and Italian immigrants. They all arrived broke, but most found good jobs, went to good schools, and saved money. They soon owned their own homes and businesses in clean, safe neighborhoods. Others succeeded in every profession. Many, like Sarah Spencer Washington and John McKee of McKee City, achieved spectacular wealth. Let's talk about how liberty created this prosperity for 100 years and how politicians killed it in the 1960s. Join us for breakfast, 9.30, any Saturday morning. Visit libertyandprosperity.com for details. Click the Donate button at the top to keep us on the air and online. libertyandprosperity.com. Thanks. We are in a mental health crisis. Drug overdoses, suicides, and alcohol-related deaths are skyrocketing. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, call Recovery Centers of America right now at 1-888-RECOVERY, and our team will answer immediately, talk to you about your struggles, and figure out the best course of treatment to get you better. Because we want you in recovery for life. While in treatment at one of our outstanding facilities located near you, you will benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, master's-level clinicians, and experienced, supportive staff. If outpatient treatment is right for you, our full spectrum of care is available either in person or virtually. And because we know that addiction impacts families as well, we offer support groups, family therapy, and webinars. Every day, thousands of patients get treated at Recovery Centers of America and go on to live happy and meaningful lives. Don't wait. We answer the phone and admit patients 24-7, including on weekends and holidays. So call 1-888-RECOVERY today. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. And we're back here, Atlantic County Assemblywoman Claire Swift here on Talk of the Purpose. She's our guest. I'll give you her number in the Atlantic City office, 609-677-8266. If you have any issues or questions and you think you need the help of Assemblywoman Claire Swift, that's what you do. You call that number, 609-677-8266. Claire Swift is on our show right now, and if you have a question for her, you can talk to her right now. How convenient is that? 609-407-1450. 609-407-1450. Is this an issue, Claire, public safety in New Jersey? I'm seeing uh, beach gatherings, large crowds, uh, younger people. And we're not picking on younger people here, but that's kind of what it's been. Uh, Do we have a public safety issue here in New Jersey? John, absolutely we do have a public safety issue, and this is something that's been going on for several years now um, at the shore towns and and inland. Um, You know, we have to let the police officers do their job. We also have to have parents held accountable. You know, you can't have kids, you know, mobbing up on the beach, mobbing up parking lots in front of Wawa. Um, You know, we we met with uh, the prosecutor, Will Reynolds, the Atlantic City Chief of Police, um, Sarkos, Jim Sarkos, and other people in Atlantic City at the Public Safety Building. And we talked about this. We talked about this juvenile um, issue. You know, kids are, you know, smoking marijuana and blowing it in the face of police officers because they know they, they can't be held accountable. This was not the intent of the juvenile justice reform. Um, and it's a, public, it's a public safety issue because when you're blocking streets, and beaches, um, it's a problem. It's a nuisance. 
So we need to let the police officers be able to do their job, be able to regulate this. Um, I'm not saying kids should be getting locked up, but there should be some ramifications. Um, I know in some short towns they issue um, ordinance violations and try to you know, hit them with a fine. They try to enforce uh, curfews, but then the curfews are shot down because they're not constitutional. I mean, John, I, I grew up, I'm one of eight kids, I have five brothers. Um, we were not raised this way. If the police ever had to get involved in our lives, they we would get more we would get more punished by our my father if anything like that ever happened. And parents need to be held accountable, and we have to let the police officers um, do their job. And you know, I have three kids, and if my kid is doing something wrong, I want to know. Um, but with this new um, law. Where they don't have to notify parents that their kids are breaking the law. That I don't. I don't agree with that. I don't either. And we're no, seeing, I don't either. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're seeing quickly, quickly what happens when when kids aren't accountable. They're not held accountable, and it's it's causing problems. It's causing a public nuisance. Um, again, I, I, I was meeting with the uh, county prosecutor in Atlantic City. They had one kid who shoplifted a hundred and twenty times. At the walk in Atlantic City, Jeez. and they keep getting returned back to the street. Jeez. And it's it's really it's uh, it's upsetting because and you know, kids are coming up on the boardwalk in Atlantic City, grabbing merchandise, running down the boardwalk because there's not enough police officers on the boardwalk. So uh, it's my understanding that Atlantic City has about sixty less police officers on the on the streets than they did a couple years ago. That's a lot of people. And what happens yes, when you you're don't right. have, you're right. you know, if you don't have police officers on the street, you, you have crime and kids running loose and guns, 13-year-old kids shooting yeah, in we, Atlantic we, City. We talked about that in the first hour of my show. Yeah, we talked about parental supervision. Sounds like you were listening to the show in the first hour because that's exactly what we talked about. You were saying you have three kids. You wouldn't let, you wouldn't let your kids roam the streets at, at, at night at that young age? I mean, what what is this? What are we doing here? You know that that yeah. bothers me. Uh, yeah, and I, I wanted to ask you. We have a caller we, we want to get to, but before we do that, is there anything that you can do as an Islamic woman, you and your team? Mm -hmm. uh, is there anything you can do to give police more uh, jurisdiction, more justification? for doing some kind of discipline so that we don't have these large beach gatherings? Because you know, you and I know, this is not good for tourism. So is there anything you think that can be done? Um, we're working on it. We actually had that discussion the other day when we were meeting with the prosecutor's office. You know, initially, like I said before, some short towns were just, you know, hitting them with citations for $500. But, you know, they can be challenged. Um, we are working on that, and we know it's a big issue, and um, we're hoping to have some legislation that, you know, that that makes this not such a public um, crisis because right. it is, and right. we have to, we actually have to undo some some laws that were passed. Right, I agree. Sure I agree with that. Um, <laughs> let's go to the phones. Oscar is an EHT. Oscar, good morning. You're on with Assemblywoman Oscar Claire Swift. Ford. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for taking my call and having me on your program. I congratulate you again on your program, and uh, you always have great speakers that talk about different issues, so thank you. And Congresswoman, uh, my pleasure to meet you. I'm a uh, resident of Egg Harbor Township, 
I moved down here. I, I, I'm originally from Bronx, New York, which is, you know, a great place to live in, but a lot of challenges when you have kids and you're trying to raise kids to be the best that they can be. Um, I raised four kids, and I think the issue, you know, again, as, as you spoke earlier, is parental guidance. Um, I think a lot of parental guidance has been lost. Yeah. And especially if you have kids out at certain times at night, that's, it is lack of parental guidance. But, um, you know, I think those kids that keep doing the crime over and over again, let out in the streets, I think they need more like a parole uh, session. Yeah. You know, keep, keep them in guard and say, you know, you got to report in certain time. And then eventually when they hit an age, unfortunately, you have to put a little more uh, responsibility on them to say, look, you keep doing this stuff, you're going to end up in jail. And some kids may, may be scared of that stuff. And, um, you know, I, I worked also as a court reporter in, in, in New York, and we'd bring kids to tour the correctional facilities so that they can get a vision of this is where you will end up if you do the crime. And, and those, you know, when you tour those facilities, it's not a nice tour. You got guys screaming in there, and it's almost like the movies. These guys screaming at you, hey, I want to get you in here. Why don't you visit me? You know, um, maybe that'll defray some kids from uh, going out there and thinking they can do the crime and get away with it. So I don't know if New Jersey has those uh, school trips or, or, or things like that to the correctional facilities. But I know in New York, it, it, to some extent, it works. It's, it's a know, good idea. It's a good idea, Oscar. Yeah, I, I, agree. I agree. That is a good idea. Nothing like scaring them. There was a show on years ago called Scared Straight. I remember that. And they would take... Uh, kids that are kind of hardcore into there and they would show them the prison and prisoners would talk to them. But what do you think of that idea, Claire? Well, uh, Oscar, thanks for calling in and thanks for moving down here from the Bronx to Egg Harbor Township. It's a great community. Um, Oscar, that's the old school way. That's the old school way to scare these kids. Send them over to the uh, juvenile uh, justice facility and they'll, they'll wake up real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not, a bad idea. not a bad idea. Um, one of the things that I what we're trying to do is is these kids have to realize that if you continue to do these type of crimes, you've got two options. If you have a drug problem, you can go to rehab. Otherwise, you're going to go to state prison. So um, I appreciate you calling in, Oscar, and that's not a bad idea. No, it's not. No. Uh, Claire, we're coming up on another break. I have plenty more questions for you. Uh, you can stick around, I hope, for a few more minutes. Uh 609-407-1450, Claire Swift, Assemblywoman representing Atlantic County in the State Assembly. She is our guest, 609-407-1450. Back with more with Claire Swift on Talk With a Purpose after these words. The market is up. The market is down. I know from day to day, there's a fair amount of volatility. You worry, I worry. We all worry, but not so much when you have a sound financial plan that doesn't depend completely on the market. Hi, I'm Joe Yakovich with this Money Minute. You'll find some real insights in my new book, The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In this book, I explain in detail how I approach financial planning, retirement, insurance, and many other topics. For a free copy of my book, The Heart of Your Money, simply contact my office at 856-751-1771. That's 856-751-1771. Or you can email me at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And don't forget, I'm here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 with These Money Minutes. I'm Joe Yakovich with This Money Minute, and thanks for listening. 
East Coast roofing and siding. Hi, I'm Larry Styler. And I'm Sean Styler. In our ever-changing economy, we certainly understand the need for homeowners to watch their spending. But your home is not a place to cut corners. When you're in need of roofing, siding, or windows, place your trust in East Coast for our certified services and installations. Our GAF, Master Elite Contractor Status, provides assurance that you're dealing with a reputable company that can provide you quality roofing products and lifetime warranties. Our certainteed five-star contractor status ensures you'll get the professional siding job that you deserve. Faithfully serving South Jersey since 1979, we can offer you financing options that can help get your project started sooner. So call us now at 609-625-1900 or visit us at eastcoastroofing.com to schedule your free consultation today. If you'll call, we'll show up. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home. It's that time of year. Time for Best of the Press. B.F. Mazio, winners of Best of the Press seven years in a row, would like to do it again. Simply go to pressofatlanticcity.com slash best of 22 and nominate B.F. Mazio for Best Gift Baskets and Best Produce Store. Nominations begin July 11th and continue until July 31st. B.F. Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield, features the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere, plus prepared foods, baked goods, and more. B.F. Mazio, online at bfmazio.com. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. This afternoon, clouds and sunshine. It will be humid, high 84. Tonight, increasing clouds with a thunder shower. Humid once again, low 69. Sunday will be humid with sun and clouds. A shower can't be ruled out, high 84. Clouds and sun Monday, high 87. I'm AccuWeather's Chris Morelli on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we're back here. Our guest, Assemblywoman Claire Swift, representing Atlantic County, of course, in the New Jersey State Legislature. And if you'd like to contact Assemblywoman Swift in her office, we'll give you the Atlantic City number, 609-677-8266. I understand she also has an office in Linwood, but uh, we'll give you one number so you can call that if you want to get in touch with her. You have a question or some kind of an issue, 609-677-8266. And, of course, uh, Assemblywoman Swift, she's on here for a few more minutes on our show. If you have a question for us, 609-407-1450. Claire, we've got uh, Charlie in Summers Point wants to talk to you. Charlie, good morning. Welcome. You're on with Assemblywoman Claire Swift. Good morning, Claire. It's Charlie from Summers Point. And I just wanted to call and just say, I'm sorry, Go ahead, Charlie. I just wanted—I just wanted to say what a great job that you, Vincent, and Don are making. Okay, I'm really proud of you. And I was over in Atlantic City twice yesterday. Well, actually Thursday and, and yesterday. <laughs> and now that the NAACP's here, all right, there's no homeless people on Pacific Avenue. There's no hookers on Pacific Avenue, and they have to hook one van out there, which is a great move. I wish it was there every day. But it's amazing how they can do it if they want to do it, all right? That the that it actually Pacific Avenue looked like when Don Guardian was in charge of it back uh, many years ago. So I, I just don't understand why Marty Small and his administration in Atlantic City won't even take your calls from Vince and yourself or Don. It just it it's just mind-boggling. That's just what I wanted to say. And again, thank you for doing a great job. All right, Charlie. Thanks for uh, thanks for your input. Is that true, Claire? Marty Small won't take your calls. 
uh, thanks for calling in, Charlie. Um, it's it is, yeah. Unfortunately, the mayor is not taking the calls from the the, the senator, uh, myself, or um, Don Guardian. But going back to what Charlie was saying, it, it can be done. We can clean up Atlantic City, but we did it because Hope won. The county sheriff is in there in the city. I believe there's some state troopers are in the city this weekend for the NAACP uh, convention because they know that this convention has national recognition. Yes. And if they if they have if the streets aren't clean, if the streets aren't safe, that we're going to have another 1964 convention on our hands times ten because yeah. I, I think you remember 1964. I, I remember. The city got such. And it destroyed the values of Atlantic City. Yes. So if, if these 8,000 people are coming into town this weekend and they go back to wherever they came from, Oklahoma, California, and say, hey, we went to Atlantic City and they see what we see every day, drugs, prostitution, filthy streets, filthy boardwalks. We need to invest in Atlantic City. That boardwalk should be pristine, brand new, lights on the, on the boardwalk, police officers patrolling it. We, we need just a simple sign saying, welcome to Atlantic City. Right. They don't even have that. But fortunately this weekend, there, there are more troops on the ground because we have to make sure it is safe, especially I this agree. weekend. I agree. Did you hear the uh, Don Guardian story? Uh, which one, Don? <laughs> so, so Don Guardian's walking. He, he's he's walking on the boardwalk, and a homeless guy comes up to him and he says, uh, "Hey, buddy, uh, can I have some cash?" And and uh, Don says to him, "Well, I don't have any cash on me." And the homeless guy says, "Well, I take Venmo." <laughs> so, oh, oh yes, I did hear and, that. And one. Don did Don didn't know what Venmo is. I say, "Well, Don must not know too many people under thirty-five." So. <laughs> uh. It's, I mean, it's crazy. It is. It is crazy. Speaking of Atlantic City, I got to ask you this. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been talk of the supermarket in Atlantic City and the CRDA giving $18.5 million and the lease for a dollar a year and village supermarkets who have many shop rights in Atlantic County and Cape May County. Village shop rights are, are going to run this place. Now I'm hearing that village shop rights is having second thoughts. They want an additional five hundred thousand per year for security reasons, and it may cost another eight million to build. With all that being said, uh, your thoughts? Do you have any information you can share? Uh, what's the deal? Is the supermarket ever going to happen? I mean, the answer is I I don't know, John. I mean, you know, uh, it, it doesn't take a rocket science to realize that. You know, ShopRite is a for-profit business. Yes. They are not in the business of giving food out for free. Right. You know, it's not a community food bank. And I think what they're worried about, just like we talked about a couple minutes ago, they're worried about safety, cleanliness. They're worried about, you know, if people come in there and steal money from their store, are they going to be prosecuted? Are they going to be held accountable? And for what's been ha- what's been going on in Atlantic City, that doesn't seem like um, that's happening right now. So I'd like to see ShopRite go in there, and hopefully it will one day. But again, we have to invest in our police and our safety and our cleanliness because you can put in the Taj Mahal, which was there, but if, if it's not clean, it's not safe, people aren't going to want to come in there, and businesses aren't going to want to go in there. That's right. So, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree. 
I, I had my reservations, and I said this a, a, couple, a couple years ago. I said, why don't we get a couple of jitneys and bus people to the, the uh, Brigantine and to Ventnor Heights, because there's two major supermarkets there. Wouldn't that be a lot easier and a lot cheaper? But, you know, they want a supermarket, so we'll see what happens. I, I want to get back yeah. to, uh, you mentioned this earlier, but I want to uh, mention, it's worth mentioning again, the uh, child tax credit, A4257 is the bill, uh, establishing a child tax credit for certain low-income households. Uh, realistically, is that going to happen? And if it does, what will it mean to low-income households? Okay, so regarding the, the child tax credit, um, they passed the Democratic version, which provides less, but again, not about perfection. Um, it's a credit for people that are working. Um, so if you work... You can get a, uh, a, a tax credit on your bill if, you, if your child goes to daycare. Um, we wanted to pass a child tax credit, which hopefully we can either amend it or, or change it, where it's more. You get more of a deduction. And, again, this is just a step in the right direction. Um, you know, I, I'm beyond child care with my kids. But moving forward, we would like to see more people get back to work. And the incentive would be like, hey, if I go back to work, I can write off, you know, child care because as a mom, this is one of the big concerns that I hear. People with young kids, they're spending hundreds of dollars a month in child care. And they say, well, what's the, re what's the purpose of working if I have to pay more in child care than what I'm working, than what I'm making? Right. So this is just a step in the right direction to help working families. Um, Again, we, we, we wanted to start moving in the right direction of just trying to put some money in the pockets of the residents of, of New Jersey and, and Atlanta County. Your office gets a lot of calls, I'm sure. Uh, can you give us a, a general idea of uh, what you do or what you have done so far to help the constituents in your district? Uh, well, uh, before I forget... <laughs> I want to let you know that we the Linwood office is now closed. Okay. And we moved our legislative office to Egg Harbor Township. Okay. Same phone number. Same phone number, 677-8266. Okay. Um, but our address is 3100 Kingston Avenue, Suite 101 in Egg Harbor Township. It is right off of Tilton Road. It's right behind the Tilton Inn. Um and I think a lot of people know that area. Yes. And um, it's a great location. It's a first floor, handicap accessible. So we've been you know, meeting with many people, our constituents at that office. Um, John, I'm proud to say that our office has handled close to 2,000 constituent services since January 1st. Wow. Since we were all office. Wow. We get calls every... Yeah. And John... Uh, I think we're going to have the best the, the, the best uh, legislative office for constituent services in the state of New Jersey because we have such a great team. You know, Senator Palestina, Don Barney, myself, our chief of staff, Joe Berg. Um, we also have Nick Couchet in there. He worked with the, um, and, and also Brett Barbin. We have Denise. We've got Sarah. We've got interns. We've got Mike Donnelly. It is a team. It's a family they're working around the clock to help people. And what are they helping them with? Motor vehicle services, unemployment, landlord-tenant issues, 
We're helping veterans try to get housing. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And they talk to people, you know, public safety issues. We get those calls all the time. Um, so we're helping people every day, you know, try to face the challenges that, um, you know, people are dealing with. And, you know, John, that's really one of the reasons why I decided to run for office, because during the COVID pandemic, I felt that, you know, the legislative office really wasn't there for people. I mean, people were struggling. You know, people weren't working. They didn't know where to turn to. You would call their office. There was nobody there. So we want to make sure that we have the best constituent services because we're dealing with the aftermath of COVID. And we need to, we need Atlantic, Atlantic County residents to know that they have somewhere to turn. And please turn to us. And if we can't help you, we will tell you where to go. So we're, I'm very proud of that. We're busy. We work around the clock. We've got two offices, one in Egg Harbor Township, one in Atlantic City, where Don Guardian is primarily working out of. We've got bilingual uh, staff, um, many different dialects, and we're here to help. And, you know, before, before all this happened, John, I really didn't. A lot of people don't know that they can turn to their legislative office for help. So we want people to know that we are there for them. And feel free to call us, and we will definitely will call you back and get back to you. Well, Claire, good stuff. Thanks for coming on. We really appreciate your time. And certainly you're uh, welcome back to the show at any time. Well, thanks for having me, John. And I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. All right, you too. Thanks a lot. Claire Swift, Atlantic County Assemblywoman. Again, the office in Atlantic City and in Egg Harbor Township. One phone number, 609-677-8266. 609-677-8266. Again, thanks, Claire, for coming on. We appreciate it. I'm John DeMassey. Final thoughts in hour number two coming up after these words. We are in a mental health crisis. Drug overdoses, suicides, and alcohol-related deaths are skyrocketing. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, call Recovery Centers of America right now at 1-888-RECOVERY, and our team will answer immediately, talk to you about your struggles, and figure out the best course of treatment to get you better. Because we want you in recovery for life. While in treatment at one of our outstanding facilities located near you, you will benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, master's level clinicians, and experienced supportive staff. If outpatient treatment is right for you, our full spectrum of care is available either in person or virtually. And because we know that addiction impacts families as well, we offer support groups, family therapy, and webinars. Every day, thousands of patients get treated at Recovery Centers of America and go on to live happy and meaningful lives. Don't wait. We answer the phone and admit patients 24-7, including on weekends and holidays. So call 1-888-RECOVERY today. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at 
Jay Yakovich at BrokersIFS.com. And you can listen to Joe Yakovich on Saturdays right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group, 856-751-1771, 856-751-1771, or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC, Brokers International Financial services llc is not an affiliated company back here on talk with the purpose again thanks to assemblywoman claire swift for coming on our show we got a lot of good stuff uh, a lot of good information out there and certainly again if you do want to speak to the assemblywoman or any member of her team 609-677-8266 we got a couple of minutes left of our number two and as always our number here in the studio 609-407-1450 coming up in our number three uh, we have a multitude, <laughs> a multitude of topics, and certainly I know you're going to want to chime in on at least one of them, but uh, we're going to be talking about, remember the prescription drug scandal? You remember that a couple years ago? Somebody was asking me the question, said, when did that start? When was it? I said, well, it started in 2015, went into 16. And then the scandal broke. And then, of course, the infamous Dr. Kaufman was involved in that, among other things. And uh, we know what happened to him. Um, So I've often been asked this question, like, hey, whatever happened to all those people? And there was a bunch of them that, you know, had the phony prescriptions. They were getting these compound creams, which were a couple thousand dollars. And somebody was writing the prescription. They were getting it, and they were getting the money. And, well, (laughs) yes, they all get it in the end. We heard the other day that um, one of them, well, both of them um, pled guilty uh, to one count of conspiracy to commit health care fraud. A maximum of 10 years in prison and a $250,000 fine. And I'm thinking, all right. So the one guy, and next hour we'll give out the names. The one guy, I can't believe this, got $1.5 million. What? $1.5 million that he stole from his health benefits program from the state of New Jersey. $1.5 million. And I heard some stories, you know, cars and stuff, vacations. and <sighs> Is that worth it? Is it worth 10 years in prison? No, of course not. And then the other guy who, who uh, pled guilty, uh, he, he got chump change. $477,000. <laughs> he probably said to the other guy, wait a minute, how'd you get 1.47 and I only got 477000 We're joking, of course, but it's no joke. But listen, they all get it in the end. 
So uh, we'll, we'll discuss that. And lo and behold, you think people would learn from the mistakes of others? I understand that in Cape May County that a couple of people didn't do exactly the same thing, but they weren't eligible for health benefits, but they put down anyway that they worked full-time and they were supposed to only work part-time, and they signed timesheets that were phony, and so now they've got a problem. Two people, actually three people, uh, in uh, Cape May County, in Wildwood specifically. So that's, uh, that's what we're going to be talking about. Of course, we'll talk about President Trump. We understand he may be declaring that he's running again for president. Um, we hear that he may be doing it in September, although his team is saying do it after the midterms, which I think would be better. But in any case, uh, that's what we will talk about in, in the next hour as well. And you heard me ask Assemblywoman Swift, about the Atlantic City supermarket. I, I really don't want to be negative Nelly here, and I don't want to put any, any kind of kibosh to this thing, but I can't see how a, a company like Village Supermarkets, and you've probably been to all their stores. <clears throat> I think they got one in Epsecon. I believe they have one in Hamilton. And if you've been to any of their stores, uh, you see they're... You see, they're very well run. And as Claire Swift said, it's a business. And now they're going to put a supermarket in Atlantic City. And the CRDA is going to build it for them. They're going to charge them a dollar a year. And now all of a sudden, I guess they're thinking about this and say, wait a minute. You know the amount of security we're going to have to have in this? So they're asking for another 500000 And as somebody said the other day, it's in lawyer land. So I'm thinking they're having second thoughts. And even though Mayor Small was on this show and said it's going to happen, and I know he's optimistic, and he wants it to happen, and everybody wants it to happen, but let's be realistic here. If they're already saying they want an additional 500000 how much is the CRDA going to have to give them? And don't you think they're going to have their hand out every year saying, hey, wait a minute, you know, we had more losses than we thought, so we need more money to keep this thing going. So that's my concern. So I don't think it's going to happen. Hour number two in the books. Hour number three on the way. Talk with a purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey. You know what we say. Hour number three on the way. Don't go away. FM and 1450 AM WPTG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Hour number three, Talk with a Purpose, every Saturday, 9 till noon. Right here, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Good to have you with us as always. And as always, our number here in the studio is 
407-1450. Bob's on the line. We'll get to him in just a moment. But I wanted to start off this hour by talking about that prescription drug scandal. Uh, and we, we touched on it at the end of last hour. But uh, everybody kept asking me, well, have you heard anything? What's going on? What? And I really didn't hear anything. Uh, and I imagined somebody's going to go to jail eventually. <laughs> so it's about time, as they say. Uh, we found out, uh, I believe it was uh, Thursday or Friday, uh, that uh, two people had pled guilty. Uh, but to date, nobody has, nobody's gone to jail. But two people pled guilty. Uh, Brian Pugh of Absecon, he's 45. Thomas Schallers, he's also 45, of Northfield, each pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit health care fraud. And they face a maximum of 10 years in prison and a $250,000 fine. Now, I mentioned this last hour. I'll mention it again. I mean, this thing, this prescription drug thing was so massive. I mean, I remember doing a story when it first came out, like the, the health care benefits in Margate went from like 500000 that they gave out to like $3 million. It's a lot of money. And this one guy, uh, who was it? Uh, Pew, he got $1.47 million. And the other guy, Shallis, got former Ventnor police officer, 477000 Now, when you look at this thing, and as of last summer, now this is a year ago, 45 people had been charged, 30 pleaded guilty, and only three were sentenced. And the leader, a guy by the name of William Hickman, he pleaded guilty in June of 2020. They got more than $50 million out of this thing. Whew. And, you know, Hickman is awaiting sentencing. So he pleads guilty two years ago. I don't know what takes so long. Why well, maybe the, the pandemic and we didn't have courts and whatever. Who knows? So you would think, right, that people would learn. <laughs> I find out that in Cape May County, the mayor... And the city commissioner, the mayor of Wildwood and the city commissioner of Wildwood, what they did was they're considered part-time. So you're not eligible for health coverage if you're less than full-time, which means if you're part-time, you're not eligible. So uh, Pete Byron is the mayor of Wildwood and Steve Mikulski is the city commissioner well, what they did was they um, they fudged some timesheets <laughs> indicating that they allegedly worked full-time. And uh, Byron, the mayor, received 608000 in premiums and claims. And this is over a 10-year period. And, uh, and, and former mayor Ernie Troiano, he got 286000 I don't know what Mikulski got, but... You, you see what's happening here, that you would think that these guys would learn 
you know, I mean, you're you're making good money, and you know, not not saying that what's good money, but I mean, when you talk about people stealing one point four seven million, that's a lot of money, and it comes out of our pocket. It didn't come out well, the, the state, but we pay taxes into the state, and that's where it comes from. But it's it, it's about time. And who knows what's going to happen to these guys in Cape May County. I think they're probably going to have to pay restitution or something. I don't think they'll go to jail. But uh, all of the ones in Atlanta County, all of them, they should go to jail and send a message. I mean, you steal that kind of money? You should go to jail. 609-407-1450, that's the number. Talk with a purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and I'm John DeMassey. Bob is in Cape May. Bob, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Hey, John. It's uh, Look, one reason taxes are so high in New Jersey that you have outright corruption like you just mentioned. Yep. We also have legalized corruption, legalized stealing with this, the insane, insane pension system. And, yeah. You know, I can go on and on about that. But I want to I open the can of worms up here with regard to President Trump announcing his candidacy. Yes. Now, yeah, there was an article in one of the big publications, I don't know which one, but apparently President Trump may be getting a little nervous by the rise of our Governor DeSantis. Yes. And and that he may decide to, to announce in September or sooner, and again, that is disastrous, in my opinion, for the midterm elections, because because right now voters are focusing on the disaster of the Democrat communist and the Biden administration. Yes, they're focusing on the inflation that's killing us. They're focusing on the open borders that, that are just, you know, insane. The rise of communist China. Uh, is about the about, uh, Biden administration is just doing everything to empower our, our biggest enemy. But again, we, we just need you know, to be a team player, President Trump. We need, we need Republican candidates that are, that are with President Trump, with our agenda in terms of making America first to be elected. We do not need Democrat communists to be elected in these midterm elections. It's not about President Trump. It's about the American people. We can't, you know, and and this is taking, again, you know, I hate to use cliches, but it is taking victory from, you know, from us right here. You know, we're we're, we're putting, we're, 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 it, it just doesn't make sense. There is no need to, to announce this early. We don't need to have mm-hmm. in swing districts. We don't need to have Republican candidates put through a litmus test, meaning their Democrat opponents will ask them the first thing on a debate stage is, are you a big supporter of President Trump? Do you endorse President Trump's candidacy? That's the first question they'll, they'll ask them. And then they're put in an untenable position. If you say no, you're going to lose the base. You're going right. to lose the Trump supporters that we desperately need. However, if you say yes, you might lose a good percentage of swing voters that, that we're going to vote for you. Right. 
I, I agree. Bob, you know, it's, it's funny you, you bring this up. That was my next talking point. I'm, I'm going to talk about that and some of the candidates who may be running on the Republican side. But I agree with you. Trump should not declare until after the midterm elections, because if the Republicans, as we think they're going to, slaughter the Democrats, now he can say, see, look at this. Look at this. You know, so that that's what I, I agree with you. He should wait. But he never he doesn't listen. You know that he, he just doesn't he doesn't listen. He's, he's concerned. They're forgetting about him. That's what I think. No, exactly. And, and it's it's not necessary. It, you know, look, he, he's not going to be materially hurt by delaying this to no, mid-November. Not at all. If he's going to run. Not at all. But no. it's sure going to hurt our team, our cause. Right. And, you know, and, and look, let's be honest about this. What happened in Georgia with those two senatorial seats that didn't have to be lost? You know, we don't know for sure, but a lot of that could be blamed on President Trump. Yeah. Just totally uh, uh, annihilating the sitting governor of, of, of Georgia, who got elected, or who won the primary, by the way, a few, few months ago. Uh, over the Trump endorsed candidate by about 25 or 30 points. Yeah. So, you know, you know, if if we had a Republican Senate these last two years, we wouldn't have the inflationary disasters that we're dealing with right now. Not I at think all. They would have been a little more careful about the spending. I mean, you know, this this is hurting American families right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Oh, you don't you don't have to you don't have to tell me, Bob. Thanks for the call. <sighs> hurting American families. <sighs> wow. We were talking with Claire Swift earlier about uh, rebates and, I mean, rents are astronomical. Everything, everything is high. We don't have to talk about gas. We already know that, even though it's coming down a little bit. Gee, I paid four fifty nine the other day. I was happy. <laughs> Can you imagine being happy for four fifty nine? Gary's in Galloway. Gary, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Yeah, good morning, John. You know. Uh I used to agree with you about the Trump's chance, chances of winning being slim, but then uh, I recently was listening to Harry Hurley, and to my surprise, he mentioned, uh, and, and you know, he's usually right. Uh, he mentioned that the more Trump gets trashed, uh, the more he gets popular. It boosts his popularity, and I was surprised to hear that, but. Let's face it, Harry is usually right. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. Uh, no, you're right there. I, I, I just, I'm concerned, Gary. My concern has always been uh, from just from talking to people and, oh, Trump, oh, I don't want to go through that again. Want to go through what? You know, really what it is, is, is the media bashed him for everything he did. And they're still bashing him with this yeah, but, uh, January 6th hearing, you know. Yeah, so, but, but don't forget that. But don't forget that the uh, the majority of the people wised up to the, uh, the you know to the lying press. Yeah, as Trump put it, they wised up to CNN and all of these trash stations and, and all of the trash media. And you know, it, there's a silent majority that, that that's uh, that's pro-Trump, which I think is the uh, you know. I hope you're right, Gary. I I hope you're right. Well, 
according to Harry, you know, Harry explained uh, this pretty much, and it makes sense to me. You know, uh, but I, I believe the majority of the people still support Trump. We didn't think he would win the first time. Well, no, we didn't. And no, he, we didn't. And and, and he should have he, he should have won the second time, and, and not because the election was stolen. Well, he should have won because because he was the better candidate. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, he I, did win. He did win. He did yeah, win, but yeah. the election stolen. Well, whatever. Whatever the case. Anybody says the well, election was stolen. There's evidence of it. Nobody can convince me otherwise. He won the last election. But he should be. He should have been in office. That's what I'm saying, Gary. He should have been in office. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, because in office, because right? this guy has destroyed the country. I mean, literally destroyed oh, this wow. country. In every which way, Absolutely. in every facet, and and we just—I mean, I I can't take any more of it. Gary, thanks for the call. Six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifty. Speaking of, uh, yeah, we're talking about President Trump declaring he wants to declare it in September, uh, and his advisors are saying wait till after the midterms. I agree with the advisors, but the issue is, I think what is happening is Trump is getting a little nervous because we're hearing rumblings of those who want to run. And here I have a list of those who are potential candidates, although I don't think many of them, I, I don't see them as viable. And who knows? Who knows? It's a long time between now and 2024, okay? Uh, former VP Mike Pence, of course, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, uh, Senators Ted Cruz, Tom Cotton, Rick Scott, and Tim Scott, although I like Tim Scott. Now, uh, according to the same experts, uh, they are saying Ron DeSantis is increasingly seen as Trump's heir apparent, even by most Trump loyal followers. And guess who else? Guess who else? is going to throw his hat into the ring and he's gunning for a fight, even if Trump decides to run. You want to take a guess? <laughs> if you said Chris Christie, you're absolutely right. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the guts this guy has? He's going to run for president again? Whoo, I'll tell you. Uh, I think he's got two shots, Chris Christie. Slim and none, and Slim just left town. Whew. You imagine the arrogance of Christie? He, what makes him think? I mean, his last campaign was a disaster. When did, when did he try to run? Was it 16? Then he was going to be the vice president, and then Jared Kushner said, no, he's not, all that stuff. But it should be interesting, and I, 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 I don't want President Trump to declare his candidacy. Listen... If he runs, if he gets the nomination, I vote for him. But I'm concerned that we're going to have nothing but Trump backlash if he gets the nomination. And all we're going to hear is January 6th, January 6th. They're still talking about it. They're still having hearings. We were supposed to have a, a, a national TV hearing the other day. They postponed it. I mean, it's just, it's not stopping. <sighs> What do you think? That's what I want to know. What do you think? 
Talk with the purpose of the show, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. And I am going to talk about this supermarket in Atlantic City. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see it ever happening. I hope it does for the folks of Atlantic City, but I don't, I don't see it happening. 609-407-1450. We'll talk to Dan and Linwood after the break. Maybe we'll talk to you at 609-407-1450. Back with more Talk With a Purpose after these words. It's that time of year. Time for Best of the Press. B.F. Mazio, winners of Best of the Press seven years in a row, would like to do it again. Simply go to pressofatlanticcity.com slash best of 22 and nominate B.F. Mazio for Best Gift Baskets and Best Produce Store. Nominations begin July 11th and continue until July 31st. B.F. Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield, features the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere, plus prepared foods, baked goods, and more. B.F. Mazio online at bfmazio.com. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And you can listen to Joe Yakovich on Saturdays here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie-cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. And we're back here on Talk With a Purpose. We have this marvelous invention called podcasts. And what you want to do, if you want to listen to any of our shows at any time, you just Google John DeMassey Podcasts. And all of the shows come up. You can listen to any show at any time at your leisure. Start listening. <laughs> it may take you. 
It may take you till 2025 to hear all the shows. All right? John DeMassey Podcast. You Google that, and all the shows come up. And we thank you for uh, doing that. Talk with the purposes of the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Dan is in Linwood. Dan, good morning. Welcome to Talk with the Purpose. John, did you use Chris Christie and Slim in the same sentence? I noticed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know what? Dan, he had that, uh, that bypass surgery, which obviously didn't do him any good. I mean, because you're supposed to follow some kind of a diet. He's healthy, and uh, I hope everything went okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, he had it a few years ago, and, and he did lose some, and then uh, it looks like he gained it all back. But uh, they, you're, that's pretty funny. I, did, I didn't realize it was – I used it in the same sentence. No, I didn't. But thank you. <laughs> and uh, I think what we have to look at is the uh, – we have to start matching up the cabinet directors, cabinet officers with their skills. Yes. Uh, Jennifer Granholm, energy secretary, doesn't know how much oil we need every day. I don't think she knows anything about energy except making money on the stocks of uh, electric companies. Uh, that's probably that right. Energy. That's probably right. <clears throat> and th then we got Pete Buttigieg takes three months off while the container ships are in Los Angeles. He's on paternity leave, and he's a cabin guy. He's got to he's got to get to he's got to get to work. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, so he's he's off. He can't even run a parking meters in a town like South Bend, and now he's he's weighing in on the uh, all the different transportation concerns with this giant infrastructure bill. Yet we can't get our planes in the air. So yeah. how does this? Uh, yeah. How does that match up? Yeah, it, it doesn't. No, no. Listen, it's then you have then you have. Uh, go ahead. I said it, it's consistent with the Biden administration. Everything they do fails. So what you're you're just pointing out another area or areas where there's been failure. So go ahead, continue. Uh, you're you're on a roll well, here. Are, continue. These are the folks that these are the folks that run the departments. So you have Janet Yellen saying uh, inflation, and of course, with all the talking heads like Jen and this uh, Jean Pierre. Uh, well, it's transitory. Does it feel transitory right now? No. Well, no, it's no. not transitory. No. It's a uh, it's a part of life for as far back as uh, we know it now. Three months is a long time. And uh, if you go back a quarter and you're paying $5 for gas, now you're paying $4.50. Don't be happy about paying $4.50. No, no, I'm not. Because that's, that's, I'm not. Uh, that's, an old, that's, that's an old trick they use. And then you have Mayorkas on the border, no expertise. You have Bashara in Health and Human Services, no expertise. And then uh, a story I saw yesterday, and John, I know you're not going to be able to stomach this, but uh, the oil patch, they get their workers out there, and it takes logistics and planning and timing, which Biden doesn't know anything about. <clears throat> he doesn't know how one thing relates to the next thing and how everything's intertwined, and that's why they call it a supply chain and different things. He has no idea about these things. So the oil folks are trying to get workers, and they're putting them in hotels for $65 a night which is market, maybe 75. So now there's no room for the workers because the people that come from the borders and get flown all over the country get to go into these hotels. But the problem is they're getting 600 and $700 a night from the federal government. Yeah. So why would they house right. oil workers? Right, for $65, right, right. Every you know, person you see, we see, just a, we see just a bunch of people coming over the border. 
But a guy like you who knows an expense line, because you, you know, you have a business, you have to know that every person that comes over has a cost. Yes. And that cost has to be borne by a taxpayer. Right. And only a taxpayer. That's right. Well, listen. So how could, so how could the Democrats have any case for November when they're saying we're reducing, we're reducing the deficit? Well, you increase the national debt by four trillion, and you're in, you're decreasing the deficit. That's a, we call that voodoo math. That's right. Well, there there isn't much, Dan. You pointed out some areas, but there isn't. I don't think there's anything that Biden has done right. Not one thing. But then again, what did we expect? Because he was in the Senate and in the White House for eight years and in the Senate for 30 some. So he spent 40 plus years in Washington and has done nothing. What did we expect? So, I, you know, I, well, I you hit it. You hit it perfect because he never he never hired anybody. He never signed a paycheck. No, he wasn't Donald Trump. No, who put up buildings and had budgets and had responsibilities. That's right. Employees. That's right. Who, who signed millions of checks, and right. Biden didn't sign one check. Yeah, his, his job was easy: just yeah. lay back and get the the get the Senate money, and then get the ten percent from and, uh, from and, Hunter and Jim. Exactly right, and he got all kinds of perks, and he passed them along to his sons, and then eventually to the one son. So he just he just continued this whole thing. It just it just kept going on and on and on. He was the least qualified president I think we've ever had. And we would have to go back into history. And Dan, thanks for the call. I mean, he, you can't say enough negative about Biden. You really can't. 609-407-1450, a rare moment in our show where we do have some open lines. So if you have a comment about uh, Joe Biden or President Trump, or uh, we were talking about the uh, prescription drug scandal and how some folks uh, are still not in jail, but they were sentenced or they weren't sentenced, they were they pleaded guilty, and their potential sentence is like 10 years in jail and a $250,000 fine. You want to chime in on that? And what we talked about in the first hour, in light of the NAACP convention being in Atlantic City, and uh, both myself and Seth really discussed the issue of how the NAACP convention is focusing on things that are really not major issues. And as I said, they're not talking about positive things. They're only talking about negative things. And they're not talking about the accomplishments that many African-Americans have have had over the past several years. I mean, we have uh, an African-American mayor in Atlantic City. We have a a councilman, several councilmen, African-Americans. We have a superintendent of schools, African-American in Atlantic City. We have many. And all over the country, there are hundreds of African-American mayors. So we're talking about the NAACP. And why not mention, why not say, listen, emphasize the positive, emphasize education, emphasize lifting yourself up. I'm not doing that. Speaking of Atlantic City, I got to mention this one more time. This thing with the supermarket bothers me. And people will probably say, well... John, you know, we need a supermarket in Atlantic City. And I agree. You do need a supermarket. They call it a food desert. So is this supermarket going to happen? And 
Marty Small was on this show, and he said, yes, it will. Be patient. They broke ground. Hasn't been anything happening since. As uh, Councilman Kaleem Shabazz, who was the president of the local NAACP chapter, uh, Councilman Shabazz said, we're in lawyer land now, which means that's not good, okay? It's definitely not good. The problem is, and you heard Assemblywoman Swift say it, and we all know this, this is a business, all right? Supermarkets are in business to make money. I have a good friend who has owned supermarkets. He's worked for Village ShopRites, and he's now he's also in, in his own supermarket. It's a small one, but the point is, he tells me, he says, you know, you know our margin for profit is tiny, like tiny, tiny, tiny. So if somebody steals a case of soda, that's a big hit for us. So now village, village supermarkets are saying, okay, we're looking at this thing. You're going to build us a building for $18.5 million, which now is probably going to cost another $8 million because of delays and inflation. Thank you again, Joe Biden. And now we're looking at this thing and saying, we're going to need another 500000 for security reasons. What's that tell you? Security reasons. That tells you that they think there's going to be a major problem as far as theft is concerned. The nice word is pilferage. And I don't see how business people, and let's face it, these, these shop rights are very successful. Village supermarkets, they have several in our area. And they're well run. And as I said, they're successful. And now they're going to put a supermarket in Atlantic City and they're going to have to worry about, well, you know, if we have more theft than we expected, what are they going to do? Worry about going to the CRDA and saying, hey, we need more money. And what if the CRDA says, we don't have any more money? What happens then? You understand? So this is what I think. This is me talking. I think they're thinking. And if the lawyers are involved, there's a problem. So I don't see it happening, but I don't understand why they don't discuss running shuttle buses or jitneys to the supermarkets in Brigantine and in Ventnor Heights. They're not that far. Yes. I mean, I can go from Atlantic City to Brigantine in, in 10 minutes or less sometimes, depending on if I hit the lights. So why don't we do that? Why don't we think about doing that? But instead, the CRDA is going to spend this kind of money, and then in the end, they're going to have to put out more money and more money, and then eventually one day somebody's going to say, hey, you know what? Village supermarkets might say, hey, we don't want this anymore. Talk with the purposes of the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and I'm John DeMassey. We'll talk to Linda after the break, and maybe we'll talk to you at 609-407-1450. More talk with a purpose after these words. In these unusual economic times, do you wonder what to do with your money? If you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, tax planning, or any other type question, then listen to The Heart of Your Money. Heard every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. here on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM. Featuring noted author and financial expert, Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, 
family and the best ways for you to navigate your financial portfolio. That's every Saturday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovich here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM, South Jersey's talk station. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Hi, I'm Larry Styler. And I'm Sean Styler. In our ever-changing economy, we certainly understand the need for homeowners to watch their spending. But your home is not a place to cut corners. When you're in need of roofing, siding, or windows, place your trust in East Coast for our certified services and installations. Our GAF, Masterly Contractor Status, provides assurance that you're dealing with a reputable company that can provide you quality roofing products and lifetime warranties. Our certainteed five-star contractor status ensures you'll get the professional siding job that you deserve. Faithfully serving South Jersey since 1979, we can offer you financing options that can help get your project started sooner. So call us now at 609-625-1900 or visit us at eastcoastroofing.com to schedule your free consultation today. If you'll call, we'll show up. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home. Do you know the meaning of the term RMD? It stands for Required Minimum Distribution. Joe Yankovich and the team at JML Financial Group are conducting a series of webinars called RMD. If you don't set this up properly, you could end up paying additional taxes and penalties. These webinars will take place on July 20th, July 26th, and Wednesday, August 3rd. Each webinar begins at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. To take part in this webinar, simply go to jmlfinancialgroup.com and click on the link to these webinars. If you'd like to save yourself the potential heartache of paying extra taxes and or penalties, this webinar is extremely important to your overall financial picture. Again, these webinars on RMD, Required Minimum Distribution, will be held on July 20th, July 26th, and again on August 3rd. To register, go to jmlfinancialgroup.com and click on the link to the webinars. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. This afternoon, clouds and sunshine. It will be humid, high 84. Tonight, increasing clouds with a thunder shower. Humid once again, low 69. Sunday will be humid with sun and clouds. A shower can't be ruled out, high 84. Clouds and sun Monday, high 87. I'm AccuWeather's Chris Morelli on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we're back here on Talk With a Purpose. Don't forget, if you miss any of today's show, you can always hear it tomorrow. Or if you want to hear it again, you can do that. Sundays, 5 till 8, Talk With a Purpose replay right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 609-407-1450, that's our number here. Let's talk to Linda in Absecon. Linda, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Good morning, John. I really enjoyed Wayne's call in the first hour. Nicole yeah. Or? Yes. <laughs> very, very bright, very smart in how <clears throat> he, he expressed himself. Um, and it made me think of the time <clears throat> my husband and um, three other guys, they were new, 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 newly appointed accountants, some CPAs are, are striving to be CPAs. And uh, so four of them are, are in New York. Um, like I said, it's for Haskins and Sales. So they're walking down the street, three white guys, one black guy. So they go past this beggar who's uh, begging for money. And the three white guys, my husband being one of them, gave nothing. The black fella, friend of my husband's, turns around, goes back, and gives the man some change. Change which would have been significant in today's time. 
So they turn around, they walk away, and so the 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 white beggar says to the uh, uh, black guy, "You cheap N word." Got nothing from the white guys, but said to the black guys, "You cheap N word." Jeez. Yeah, it does. Isn't that lousy? Yeah, that was lousy. (laughs) He should he should have cursed the white guys. You know, they didn't give him anything. You know. I know. So Eddie turned and looked at my husband, and my husband looked at him, and they just shook their head and went on thinking they were big shots in New York City. Yeah. So, anyway, but I do want to make a, oh, my gosh, Bob Progner, my friend Bob, I I could really talk to Bob some, but uh, I'm still stuck on DeSantis and, uh, and COVID. So respectfully, Bob, you know, I mean, and this is what Republicans do. Democrats aren't allowed to do this. Conservatives can do this. Liberals can't do this. Right. Um, To get back to a previous week, you know, as far as um, comparing Trump to DeSantis and discussing COVID, more appropriately, and, and since you're talking about Trump handling it, maybe a year, maybe 12, maybe 14 months before uh, DeSantis ever got around to liberating the state of Florida, respectfully. And he did, I, let, I, I told you, you know, he's going to be president. DeSantis deserves it. He's great. He's a Yeah, he will be someday. Yes, I agree. I agree. But um, more in line, before you, you, you just wouldn't, you wouldn't compare Trump to DeSantis in handling COVID for the United States of America. You would compare DeSantis to, uh, to, to our governor. Murphy. Oh, oh. Then, then, then you've got something. Yeah, right. Well, but and, and then furthermore, the president of the United States can't shut down states. No, he, he doesn't have that power. No, we, he doesn't. Unless we went into martial law, and I right. didn't know it. Right. Now, as <laughs> as for, um, I am so tired of people wanting to tell Trump what to do. We don't like this about you. We don't like that about you. Why do you, don't you know that China is in, in, in a difficult time right now? They're pretty, they're, they're just about broke. Yeah, but. They're not, they're, wait, wait I'm Go ahead, sorry, go ahead. Make, your, make your point, but go ahead. But I want to say okay. something about Trump. Go ahead. Okay, so they, so, I mean, and who, and who do you think brought China to this position. Trump. It clearly. And but we all want to tell him what to do. Oh, he shouldn't have said anything about Elon Musk. Elon he Trump was right. We, we Elon wouldn't have the the money that he has were it not for subsidies. That's right. And and not only that, um uh, Elon Musk, and I like him now because I know he's talking a little positively about conservatives. That's always a good thing. But uh, he, he's he's been a, uh, he's he's never voted for a Republican. I know he said he did vote once, but then he's also said to me. I mean, I've heard him. I've heard it said that he never he never, he always voted Democrat. So we have somebody who's a who's a bit of a conservative, and maybe not even that for three seconds. And now we want to know how, why, 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 why did he, why did Trump have to insult Elon Musk? Because it was, if he felt it was necessary, I'm with him. And um, as for President Trump, I mean, I, I, so you just get so weary, you know, people telling him what to do and how he should do it, and all, all they, they, you, you all forget 
that when he was giving this in his inauguration speech, they had the, the Washington Post, not the Washington Post, yeah, the Washington Post, yeah. had, had impeachment begins. Yes. Yeah, and exactly. And it never stopped. It, 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 and you know what? All right, exactly. Go ahead. 1230. 12.30 on the day he was inaugurated, that was the, the Washington Post. That was the headline. The impeachment begins. But here's what I want to say, Linda. You have to understand there is strategy, all right? And every business... You're insulting me. You're insulting me. You're really no, insulting me. No, I'm not. Me now, no. You don't think I don't. You don't think we don't know that there should be strategy. But you guys, respectfully, John, you guys have no understanding. You just don't get that the whole world came down on this man every intel community no one could withstand a microscope like that how is that how is that an insult linda if we're talking strategy we want him to get elected We, we, we want him to get elected linda that's the idea do you want another four years of democrats do you no, so, you don't. So let me see. He, he won an unwinnable election against Hillary Clinton, and there's no strategy. And he I, lost. And, and he, he lost another one. About, you know, where, where is all the damn, where are all these conservative <laughs> Republicans? Where are, why aren't they flying their, their planes out rallying up the conservatives? This nation, you... Oh, John, what happened? Oh. I, oh, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what happened? Thank you so much. Thank you so much for indulging me. Okay. You know... This nation, we have, uh, he spends his money, he rallies up the people, and you're right, Bob, you're right, Bob, we love him. And, 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 and that's, if he wants that's it, not, he, if we, if he that's wants not it, the issue, it, Linda. It the issue is we want him to win. Win. That's the point. And if because he listens to... tweet. Because, uh, don't you know that people want... Even the blacks and, and, and the Hispanics, they, don't, they, they voted for him bigly this last election. Just let it be honest this time, and you'll find out how, unoffended, how unoffensive he really is. Because he does know how to eat with the right forks. We probably wouldn't even know how to, which fork to eat or, or with, with his place settings that he has set down to. No, the, the, the man, if he wants it, I'm all in. Okay, all Linda. All I have to know is he wants it. Thank you for the call. Thanks for uh, the uh, back and forth there. Lance is in Galloway. Lance, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Hey, good morning, uh, John. I, I wanted to touch on the uh, conversation you had earlier in regards to the shop, right? Yes. All right. They're, apparently, they're looking for like $500,000 yes. as like a... Yes. An entry fee? Well, here's the thing. Back on April uh, 20th of this year, in the Atlantic City Press, there was an article that stated headlines, Atlantic City workers to get $7,500 raises in the 2022 budget. Well, there happens to be uh, about 125 employees in Atlantic City government. So if you took just 5000 of that, that would be $500,000 right there. So I guess the city really could have invested in the ShopRite cover fee or cover charge right then and there. Well, All Lance, you have to do is yeah, follow the money. Yeah, well, wait. The, the, the CRDA is not the city. 
All right, the CRDA, Casino Reinvestment Development Authority, and and that's where all the casinos put in money to redevelop Atlantic City, and that's where that money came from. So, but but the point is, how much money are you going to ask the CRDA to give to these people, Village Shop Rights? I mean, eventually, you you understand my point? Eventually, uh, Village Shop Rights is looking at this and saying, wait a minute. Eventually, they may shut the money off. And then here we are with a supermarket with a lot of uh, security issues and a lot of losses, and we wouldn't be able to sustain it if they don't help us. You, you understand? That was my point. Absolutely. Absolute. Well, figures never lie, but liars do figure. Yes. And the way I look at it, the CRDA for the last 40-some years has funneled, I would say, 70% of all the money that they've already allocated all the way up to Central and North Jersey. Yes, they have. Atlantic City, and Atlantic City has been, as always, is on the you-know-what end of the stick. That's right. Now, here, this is, this is, this is another thing that it just peeves me and, and astounds me that they have to fight the police, fire, First responders, even the merchants of Atlantic City have to fight for security, but yet the biggest obstacle in opening and maintaining and sustaining any type of quality level supermarket in Atlantic City has always been in turn, you know, the patrons going in and pilferaging yes. all the things. Yes. Now, they tried to squeeze those metal poles so the shop, uh, shop, shopping carts couldn't get away because everybody was stealing shopping carts. So no matter what they try to do, they still don't do the right thing. Right. And it, it, it's it's something that is, uh, I wouldn't say it's the culture of Atlantic City, but there have always been jam joints and shills all along the boardwalk. And no matter where you go in Atlantic City, someone is going to try to take you or ask you for a handout. It's like everybody's yeah. related to Blanche Dubois. Right. I rely on the kindness of total strangers. Right. And... Uh, all I can say, John, I like your show. Thank and you. And in regards to anybody talking about politicians or tweeting or saying anything on any sort of social media, uh, very famous lines from my father, a closed mouth gathers no feet. <laughs> right. Good one. Good one, Lance. Thanks for the call. 609-407-1450. couple of minutes left of the show. Mike's on the line. Craig's on the line. We'll get to both of you after the break, and maybe you. We'll try to squeeze another one in if we can. 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. Final thoughts on today's edition of Talk With a Purpose after these words. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And you can listen to Joe Yakovich Saturdays here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. 
For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie-cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. We are in a mental health crisis. Drug overdoses, suicides, and alcohol-related deaths are skyrocketing. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, call Recovery Centers of America right now at 1-888-RECOVERY, and our team will answer immediately, talk to you about your struggles, and figure out the best course of treatment to get you better. Because we want you in recovery for life. While in treatment at one of our outstanding facilities located near you, you will benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, master's-level clinicians, and experienced, supportive staff. If outpatient treatment is right for you, our full spectrum of care is available either in person or virtually. And because we know that addiction impacts families as well, we offer support groups, family therapy, and webinars. Every day, thousands of patients get treated at Recovery Centers of America and go on to live happy and meaningful lives. Don't wait. We answer the phone and admit patients 24-7, including on weekends and holidays. So call 1-888-RECOVERY today. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. We're back here on Talk With a Purpose. You know, we started the show by saying 9.1% inflation and 11.3% wholesale inflation. Well, next week, Joe Yakovich, our financial guy, is coming on the show. So uh, we hope that you'll be listening to that, and hopefully he helps us out. All right? Talk With a Purpose is the show, Saturdays 9 till noon. Let's talk to Mike in Atlantic City. Mike, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. How you doing, John? <coughs> Great service with your show. I appreciate it. As Thank you, As far as the... Uh, the transportation you mentioned from Atlantic City to Shoprite or Acme. Yeah. The county, the, the county picked that up from Atlantic City. I think it was about two years ago. Uh, but oh. there is service, whether it's a low income, low income, medium income, high income building <clears throat> in Atlantic City. Doesn't matter. Every, you can get transportation to a supermarket. And as far as the the Shoprite, I think it's insane because. Security, you say $500,000 for security. Well, what does that mean? Are you, are you talking about security guards? Is a security guard going to stop someone from leaving the nope. store with a bag full of nope. uh, steaks? No. No. So that's not going to solve the problem. So no. that has to be a long-term <laughs> subsidy if, if they're going to stay in business. And real quick for Linda, Linda, get on a DNC email list, and you will learn exactly what's going on. You have to know what they're doing before you can uh, before you can say what you said this morning to John about the, the tweets and this and that. It, it's a, I hope Trump doesn't announce before the the midterm. I hope God, so I either. Hope I hope so either. I, I hope because yeah. here's what happens, Mike. He announces right after the midterms, and let's assume, and I think it's a good sh- good chance of this, that the Democrats get slaughtered in the midterms. So now he comes right. on and says, "See, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring you back to where we were." Blah blah blah. That's that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I agree. Yeah. Okay, Mike. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Craig in Northfield. Craig, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Well, of course, <laughs> everybody's going to win in the Republican Party from the midterms because Donald J. Trump supported most of them, and they asked for his what support. Right. 
Correct. So, Linda, you're right. And for those that don't like the tweets, don't forget the the bots. Remember the suit that uh, we got going on over there with Twitter? So not everybody that you think is complaining, John, about those tweets is, is complaining. Well, I'm not Think complaining. I'm not complaining. Yeah. I mean, but you know, they all say about the. But and I do agree with you. Trump should not say anything until after this election. Right. That's that's exactly right. Absolutely. Uh, this is about what Biden did: the seven dollar gas. Yep. The five dollar egg. Is it five dollars for the egg yet? Uh, well, it's it's close to. How about rent? Did you see that, Craig? Well, rent is got, up twenty five percent. Well, there's two couple things, John, that people aren't going to stand for in the world. And you're seeing that right now in right. Sri Lanka. You're seeing that in, what was that, uh, that New Zealand? They, yes. they, they had a run. But in, in Sri Lanka, guess what? The people took over the palace. The people were swimming in the palace swimming pool and actually laying in the palace bed. Right. Why? The Green New Deal people. So... Ocean City, I agree with you. Don't put those uh, windmills up. But uh, the Green New Deal killed them. They didn't want the fertilizer. They got no food. <clears throat> so food and housing, John, I agree with you. We got to have that, both oh, of those. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that, that's, that, that's got to come down. I mean, this is not, it's not sustainable. It's not no. sustainable in the long run. I mean, unless you are in business or unless you have a, a great job, you're making a lot of money. I mean, if you're like a, a minimum wage earner or you're making a little more than that, you're struggling, especially if you have a family. Well, and, I got to say something. Everybody talked about Donald J. Trump. You know, he he they say he didn't get uh, the most votes. No, he didn't get the most ballots. Right. He got the most votes. And if you look at the three people that were after him, England, Italy, and France, it looks like uh, England and Italy, it looks like their people are gone, their leaders. And it looks like Macron is just hanging on by the crux of his nails over there. Right. Do you saw that, right? Yeah, I saw it. Okay, so we got big problems over there. John, great show. Thank you. I just wanted to tie that in. And uh, I think that uh, people watch Carrie Lake. Also, the Supreme Court of Wisconsin ruled that those uh, drop boxes, okay, which actually had over 10,000 votes, which Donald Trump lost by, um, were illegal. How about that? How about that? So what's that that? mean, John? Uh, (laughs) That that, that Biden potentially lost Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There we go. One down. One down. Listen, I'm counting the days. Craig, thanks for the call. I'm counting the days. Jeez. Can we take any more of this? My niece asked me the other day, how much longer we have of Biden? I said, well, it looks like about two and a half years. Oh, my God. Two and a half years. Can we survive? Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Well, looks like, uh, gee, we, we at the end of the show? What do we got, a minute left, Chris? How about that? Thanks to Claire Swift, Atlanta County Assemblywoman, for coming on the show. We do appreciate her time and the information that she gave us here on the program. Thanks to Chris Coleman, our program director and producer, doing his usual outstanding job of producing and programming and market managing or something. They have all these different titles today. What are you now, the market manager of WPG? Something like that. Brand manager. Brand manager. That's what they call it. All right. (laughs) They come up with these new titles. 
I'm John DeMassey. Thanks to you for listening, because without you, listen, the callers are the stars of the show. We don't have a program. We don't have listeners. We don't have a program. Try to tell people that, you know? That's going to put the wraps on this edition of Talk With a Purpose. Have yourself a great week, a safe, a happy, and a healthy one. We'll do it all over again next Saturday. Talk With a Purpose, 9 till noon. WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. You take care.